Happy ripping. <laughs> Happy ripping, Uncle Neil. Take care, everybody. The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the host, guests, God, and those guys were great. Those oh. the Beasley Broadcast Group, I didn't hear staff, them. advertisers, or agents. Being good? What do you mean by that? Were they good, Josh, or what? They were the great. That was a breath of uh, stale air. In fact, we got a zero at midnight. It's Friday, you bastard. Transmitter maintenance. Something that we know they did not do. Push up our Nazi occupation. Now we're all screwed. Absolutely. And as Kopinski, let their freedom ring. And my electrified barbed wire to their thing. In Thursday, get in May. Stack them in a pile. There's a Kodak home to say he's in You know, I think somebody has planted the seeds of a fantastic lawsuit in my mind. I think I might sue Joyce. What a good idea. Yeah. I mean, she's the corporate attorney. She's corporate legal, as they used to call her. And I think I ought to sue that bitch because I found out from very good, on very good authority that uh, she hates me like poison, hates this That's show right. like yeah. poison, and will do everything in her power to uh, throw roadblocks in our way. That's right. And in well, spite it's... of that, we still kick the ass. Well, it's nothing more than for you to fail. Really? Well, I'm just, you know, making stuff up as I go along. Good. Just embellish it. We're going to sue your ass, Joyce. How do you like that? It's a lawsuit. Don't tell Duff about it because they'll go out in the hall start no. hyperventilating. No, no, no. Anyway, I'll tell you one thing, Joyce. I kick your ass. That's right. Anyway, it's a 10.02 at 560 WQM. That was uh, quite a show we had this morning. I don't know what it was. I did sort of like the last they, uh Those guys just came in. Uh, Beast brought them in to, uh, yeah. to meet and uh, seemed like meet very, and nice, meet and eat. very nice guys. Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, I have nothing against uh, Mike Berardino. He's okay. And Alex Marvez, I don't know who he is. One of your people. He looks like, long... look like one of your people. Oh, is he Jewish? Oh, I don't well, know. Speaking of that, that, Dave Johnson will be joining us at 11 with our Kentucky Derby preview that we've been doing the derbies tomorrow for the 800th year in a row. It's uh, Uncle Neil and Dave Johnson, two old toads, old trolls. And he'll be along at 11. And maybe, you know, maybe we can give you some more losers. I don't know. We've been doing it for years. Okay, before anything else, here's the bad news from Iraq. The good news was, I want to profusely, although I shouldn't probably do it, maybe it had nothing to do with it. Maybe it was just a coinky-dinky-doo, as Jimmy Durante would say. The hydrogen peroxide. In fact, I'm, I'm smearing it now, because about an hour after uh, 2 o'clock after the show yesterday, my right ear just popped open wide, and I said, yeah, right! And then this morning, when I was talking to you, very early, about 8.35-ish, the other one opened, but now it's decided to take another rest, you know? That, that's how it goes when you have the... the the head stuff, colds, flu, whatever. You know that. They open oh, yeah. and then they close. They give you like a little tease. And then finally they open wide, you know, kind of like uh, screw in. 
Anyway, here's the bad news from Iraq. A roadside bomb killed uh, three U.S. soldiers today south of Baghdad. Two U.S. soldiers also died yesterday in a roadside blast in south-central Baghdad. And, uh, let's see, it's been a bad week. Eleven American troops have died this week, all but one in hostile action. The number of U.S. military deaths in the Iraq war stands at 2415. Watch the uh, South Park episode that finally got here yesterday, the one with the Oprah. Yeah, sorry I built it up so uh Yeah, much. you built it up like it was going to be, oh, oh, this is going to make that uh, Tom Cruise. Well, I didn't say that. No, I, you didn't. No. You said this was, I didn't say I was it was better than that. I was laughing my one. ass off. Nothing is better than that uh, Scientology episode. No, that was the best. That's what, that's what Isaac Hayes told me. And anyway, <laughs> you know, I, I never realized that Oprah had uh, talking body parts. <laughs> that they were British. That's fabulous. British You'd be surprised what can talk. Yeah, that's right. Including her ass and her... Uh, <laughs> Now, can we say the M word on the air? Probably minge? not. Well, that doesn't mean anything no, here. don't say minge. Gee, what is wrong with you? Can't say that. They had that, that comedy show, Mork and Minji. I think, I think Joyce is going to come after your ass is what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, my ass talks. Yeah, talking ass. <laughs> like most of our callers, talking ass. Or just talking crap. Okay, anyway, so there's the bad news. Here's a fax from, uh, came in yesterday at the end of the show, I guess. From Phil and Pam at Abandoned Pet Rescue. Thank you so much for helping out Abandoned Pet Rescue again this year. We've been see, and I can't get a number. I know it's an embarrassing number. The whatever money we raised with those mm -hmm. about thirty, which was a bad idea. But at least we got some money for them. Mm -hmm. Are we going to get a number or not? Uh, maybe. Or should, I just, should I just give up on that? I mean, just let me know. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Give up on it, then it'll be a surprise when we do get a number. Yeah, I'll tell you what. When he gives me the number, then I'll start signing all those uh, CD uh, things. Those covers mm -hmm. that If you saw how many he the sent liners, me, you would swoon. Pansy liners. liners. It swoon. A whole crapload full. That's why Miguel's package was so ample. It says we've been volunteers at the shelter for more than eight years. The shelter's come such a long way in both amenities and the vast number of animals that have been saved because of people like you and the volunteers and staff. Again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. See, this fax comes as a result of uh, your bitching about the fact they shined you at that banquet. No, it doesn't. And I talk. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely this, does because I talked about it on the air. This doesn't change anything. I didn't say it did change anything. I'm just saying it comes on the heels of my outing it on the air, the fact that we weren't all that crazy about raising money for charities because traditionally they don't. I'll tell you the ones that were really very nice to us was Planned Parenthood. And let's face it, that's a national organization, and they, they probably need our help the least of any that we've worked for, you know. But they were very nice. Yes, they were. And brought by just tons of condoms and all kinds of stuff. Licorice? Right. Oh, CNN obtains police report on Representative Patrick Kennedy's crash. You know, it's just a Kennedy effing way where you leave him alone. He was on, uh, you know, sleeping. He was on uh, medication, suffered from depression, and he had a little bit of a car crash, you know. And I don't think it was even a chick who died in the car, so what's the big deal with that? It just goes with the territory. It's the Kennedy curse. Oh, a hypocrite. That's good for the poll. Okay. We know a lot of those. Mostly right-wingers, as a matter of fact. Hypocrites. You're uh, this, you know, fill in the blank. You're uh, that. And, of course, then it turns out that they're whatever they're saying, you know. Yeah. Lots of skeletons in a closet. Well, let's see what happened with Patrick. Which is almost a household word at this point. Well, is she whiny or what, huh? Nagging. Now, now, I will take that back. Remember I said there's no Jews on CNN? She's one yeah. of them. Who? Without realizing what they're doing. Oh, they're I don't know. She's real New York Jewy, Jappy. Uh, so let's take a look at some of the signs. One of their legal beagles, you know. Uh, oh, he's taking Ambien. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I'm getting drowsy now from that Tylenol uh, shoulder and neck, whatever that stuff I, was, I took. Mm -hmm. I'm getting drowsy. In fact, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, get down to business here. 
I didn't hear any of that uh, fantastic show this morning. But I'm glad I fulfilled a lifelong dream for, uh, was that Alex who was saying that? Yeah, that's right. And what did George say about Alex? He said he looked like uh, I said he was people. fat. Oh, One fat. The people or the fat I people. thought you meant gay. Like that. No, I have no There's idea. no gay people at Sun Sentinel. You better get with it. Uh, Geldy, 2 to 4 again this afternoon. Wait till you hear those numbers from 2 to 4, man. You, the audience, you better strap yourselves in. Buckle your seatbelt, okay? It's going to be a rocky landing. Wait, when you hear uh, neither hour, neither hour cracking a one share on this formerly great radio station. And, and of course, the articles by Barry Jackass and Jim Sarney, who's just a fat old toad, you know. He's a, a big fat old buffo toad who's in love with uh, Evan Cohen and the 760 over there in Palm Beach, which nobody listens to 760 Palm Beach, ESPN Radio. Nobody even knows where the hell it is on the dial 760. I thought 760 was WJR Detroit, home of J.P. McCarthy and the Tigers for a long time, maybe even still, I don't know, and don't care. But boy, oh boy, and neither article bothers to mention that this show has got big, you know, we have big everything is being relative, you know. Yeah. In the new scheme of things, and we actually got a number three bonus. So we got a little bit of money there. In fact, George is he's going out right after the show now and going nuts. That's right. Going to get that tire retreaded that he's I've been saving up for. He's going to Taco Bell. And... Went to Taco Bell yesterday. Got me my burrito supremes with no beans. I didn't tell you about the other part of it. I put because the one was enough for my pasta, for my mm -hmm. Greenfield pasta. So that was my lunch. And then last night for dinner, I just I heated up the other one and just uh, took a fork and uh, ate the the innards. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Taco Bell if you just eat the fillings of everything. If you, if you eat right. the uh, the tacos and the burritos and if you eat the uh, flour-based stuff, that's all carbs, man. That's going to kill you. That's why all those Mexicans are so chummy. By the way, happy Cinco de Mayo. Okay, well, please. Should play the uh, Mexican national anthem. Yeah, we we'll, can do uh, that. We'll beat on a pinata. Yeah. My name Jose. Yeah, we can play that in a minute. Here's the poll result from yesterday. Yeah, I'm serious. I feel like I'm like Patrick Kennedy. I feel like I'm going to snooze off here a minute. Really? I was wide awake before the show when I was talking to you. Maybe it was Mike and Alex put me to sleep. I don't know. Mad Dog at the quarter deck and sunrise, four to seven. Three solid hours of Jim Maddich today. Oh! A rarity, a real tweet. I'll be out there with him. And Josh is going to be out there, too, looking for the free food and the hot chicks, especially the free food. Marlins on deck at seven. The Marlins, who are red hot, man. What did I tell you? I told you they uh, found a team they could beat. What? They swept the series, man. They swept the series. Of course, a short series, but yeah. probably just as well. They beat the Nats again right there in Washington. They were at St. Louis, I guess, tonight, this weekend. 7.35 tonight, Marlins. Uh, now, wait a minute. Is that at St. Louis? No, that's here. Oh. Yeah, that's why I figured 7.35 would be 6.35 in St. Louis. I don't know any place where they start ballgame 6.35. Well, that was a short road trip then, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Kind of a schedule as this. As they say in Japan, it's bakakt. It's far Klimt. Anyway, they're home against the Cardinals this weekend, night 725. Then Eddie K. from Vegas again follows Marlin Baseball. Somebody please tune in at midnight, okay? Set your alarm if you go to bed early, although it is Friday. Set your alarm and tune in at midnight just so we have somebody listening. Because according to Arbitron, we have nobody listening from midnight till 1 o'clock in the morning. We have a oh point. Oh! <laughs> oh. I'm going to go through these numbers uh, hour by hour. And there's that graph again. There's the chart of the QM uh, ratings, okay? Hour by hour. And there's that big thumb, a big, a big uh, middle finger sticking up there in the air. And that's in the middle of the day. And the rest of it, I played the fart sound, but Joyce, of course, would nail my ass big time for that. 
The rest of the day, you don't want to know, but you will. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll lay it all on you. And then we got the Waxy Hour by Ours Boy. Do they suck or what? Absolutely. God, you guys over there trying to rationalize. And, of course, Stu Gotts is quoted in that one article, too. Well, uh, we're a news station. They're not a news station. They've been on, what, for a year and a half now, almost two years? News station, my ass. They're old news, man. They're old. They're decrepit. They're bad. And I hate to break the news to you, Stu Gotts. you got too many Goyam on here. That's your real problem. Tenter, oh, Rumsfeld got heckled yesterday. We've seen this 4,000 times. You said you knew where they were. Ray McGovern. Nice I job there, Ray, the former CIA guy. Where suspect sites were. And you we said, were just you said you knew where they were, near Tikrit, near Baghdad, and northeast, south, and west of there. Those are your words. My words. Yeah, Rummy. My words were that. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let him stay one second. Just a second. This is America, huh? Yeah. yeah. Few people will feel a smattering of applause as opposed to all the other stooges they had in there, as usual. Any any of the uh, Bush co crowd always right. packed with these, uh, you know, right wing uh, stooges like the Oprah audience. Oh. Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of minge heads. Moon eyed. Yeah, that's right. Bitches. The Stepford wives. Uh huh. Ten fourteen at five sixty WQM. If you think you might have termites in your home, man, they're gonna bug the crap out of you and they're gonna start chewing your house to bits, and then you're gonna have a real mess. Do the smart thing and call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Riddit Pest Control uses an, as an, uh, an amazing orange oil. I shouldn't have taken those pills, I'm telling you. Oh, that's going to be great. It is. Riddit Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say Gary Sarner ate trafe over the holidays. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house. And when, when people see a house with tenting on it, man, they, they run for the hills because they know that it's just infested with crap. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas. No moving out or staying in hotels for days or even weeks at a time to eliminate all that crap. No worrying about food or pets in your health. At Riddit, they treat your home with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean scent of oranges for just a few days. It's absolutely true. If you have a termite problem, this is the smartest thing to do. Call Riddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no games, no moving out, no motels, no kidding. Call right now for a free no-obligation inspection. Call Riddit Pest Control. That's two words, R-I-D-I-T. Got it? Not Riddit. 1-800-447-4348. I don't know if they do bufo toads, but probably. 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and tell them that Gary Sarner told you to call Riddit Pest Control. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? We went to Mexico on the honeymoon. Oh, did you? That'll test the relationship. Mm-hmm. The food. Yeah. You wake each other up. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love it. Yeah, and you, yeah, you don't know what to say. You know, you're just laying there, and it's like, whoa, jeez, <laughs> honey. <laughs> when did we eat burning tires? <laughs> Ten eighteen. George is so excited about his big bonus that we didn't expect we were getting from this last rating book. He's going out and buying some burning tires at 2 o'clock. That's right. Well, there won't be burning when I buy them, but I'll set fire to them. 1,286 votes in the poll from yesterday. And we apologize for our website being out last night. I don't know what time it went down. That's why we're starting out with such a small number on today's poll. And we probably have some difficulty making 1,000. We only got, what, 510? 515? It's about 515 to QM. Here's uh, the Mad Dog. What country should be banned from exporting any more immigrants to the USA? Cuba, 452. That's bad. Mexico, 342. 
None. Let them all in. 167. Let them all come in from anywhere. We'll take care of them. Haiti, 164. I hate this poll, 82. Jamaica, Mon, 25. See, not, not too many. They love the Jamaicans. Yeah, Mon. Because the Jamaicans always point out where we find a good machine, Mon. Canada, 22. Those dang Canadians with their damn uh, curling and crap. Nicaragua, 18. And Colombia, 14. We don't want to stop them either because just like the Jamaicans, they got the good crap. That seems to be it. Whoever got the good drugs, those are the ones that you folks want to come in. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh. What happened? Oh. Spill? No, I just, no, I didn't spill it. I just oh. dropped a whole bunch of old stories. Uh, I have a sinkhole and all this stuff. In fact, there is this story about the guy with the sinkhole. Remember I mentioned that? Right. This is all old stuff. Here's the thing about the uh, L Metro Radio Show on WNMA. No more audience. I'm showing this all out. I'm Smith Cannon, all this stuff. Okay, that took care of that. Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, wait a minute. Here's today's poll first. And then we'll take about 400 calls. Then we got Dave Johnson at 11 o'clock. And then we got Geldy at 2. When you hear the numbers that this radio station put in there between 2 and 4, and this is in the wake of our new general manager, uh, Bozo the Clown, saying, Oh, well, uh, we're not in any hurry to uh, get a permanent guy in there from 2 to 4, although he's changing his tune on that now. Because, uh, you know, how much lower can we go than Mo with that one share in there? You know, Mo had ones two months in a row. Yeah. Two trends in a row had a one. Between two and four. Well, guess what? Did we do lower than a one? Yes. Yeah. Both hours, as a matter of fact. In fact, the three to four hours should be transmitter maintenance. Nice going, Joe, man. You are doing it. Killing us. 520 votes on the pool. What one word is the worst thing you can call someone? Oh, I see. No Joyce words. Right. That was my Although, no Joyce should be on there. Yeah, Joyce, you, Joyce, you bitch. I'll tell you one thing, Joyce, and be ready for this. I'll kick your ass. That's right. Just get ready. I'm going to sue your ass, Joyce. Now that I found out that you're, you know, it's a personal thing, and she's interfering with his show. Mm -hmm. Hate that, that's it, it, it's unacceptable. It's unprofessional, and it's unacceptable is what it is. Joyce, we took a vote. We just decided you are unacceptable, bitch. What one word? The worst thing you can call somebody. No Joyce words. A hole one away. Now see, that's as close as we come to a Joyce word. Can't say it, but coward ninety eight, fag sixty seven, slut forty five, retarded thirty seven. Moron, 25. Bitch, 21. Cow, 17. Schmuck, 17. Cheapskate, 17. Pig, 15. Tub, 10. Pansy, spelled with a Z. I have no idea why, because I didn't spell it that way. Pansy, 10. Putz, 10. See, that's spelled with a Z. Troll, 9. Hypocrite, 8. Nice job, whoever called, uh, faxed that mm -hmm. in. Gross, 4. Slob, 3. And Geek, 1. Well, I've been called a fat old fag slob, so you see, that's nothing wrong with that. Don't bother me. 524. I don't think we got any shot at that thousand today, and that's because the uh, site was down. Do we know why? Does Eric uh, send any message? Or uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think he's in the little chat room yet. He's not in the room. Well, maybe that's why the site was down. Maybe he was busy eating Mexican out of El Cinco de Mayo. Maybe he went to Taco Bell. Maybe he made a Taco Bell run. Maybe he was eating Mexicans. You know, that was my first visit to Taco Bell in quite some time, and I was just amazed. The ones here now, they got like Kentucky Fry on one side. You know how they have a lot of these places where there's two different like uh, food joints side by each? Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts and Bastard Robins seem to be very big on that. That is correct. Like, right. Huh? Right. Yeah, you go into the place, and it's like two different fast food joints, and they're like t together. Yeah, they have those here, too, by the way. What do you mean? They have Taco Bell KFCs and Taco Bell Pizza Huts. You know. I understand that. That's what I was just saying. Why, are you suggesting it's a Toronto thing? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I thought that's what you were trying to say. No, that's not what I was saying at all. I was just saying I haven't been there in a long time, and I wasn't aware that the colonel was sticking his nose in there. Maybe the colonel was Mexican. But anyway, uh, the thing I was going to say is that the menu at Taco Bell sure expanded a whole lot. Boy, they got all kinds of crap. I mean, it's all basically the same stuff, but it just, 
It's like Chef Boyardee. How many times have I told you that? It's basically the same slop, and then they right. put it in different different holders, you know, same burritos and right. tacos and chimichangas and uh, whatever else. Chimichanga. What, what is a chimichanga, by the way? Chimichanga is like a burrito that's been deep fried. Which is really, oh, really no. Good. Oh, that's, that's instant cancer. Oh, man. yeah, it is. It's you delicious. can feel the tumor. You can just walk you can... right to the hospital while you're eating it. It's a good idea. And, and bring them some, too, by the way. They'll love it. Better than that hospital food. All that damn jello. Oh, God. There's one thing I will never eat again until they stick my ass in a box. It's jello. So is it really made out of horse hooves? Is that what they say? I that's think it I... is. Yeah, ground up horse hooves. Paducah, Kentucky, a teacher in western Kentucky, has been suspended and will not have her contract renewed after administrators found out she appeared in an adult movie more than a decade ago. Oh, my God. Terika Dye, D-Y-E, Dye, as in... I'm dying over here. A science teacher and volleyball coach at Reedland High School in Paducah for the last two years was suspended Wednesday and told she would not return to the classroom in the fall. Your presence in the classroom would cause a disruption to the educational process. A Kraken County School Superintendent Tim Heller wrote in a letter to Dye... I feared there would be less than a serious approach to schooling by students who viewed the video or knew about it. That doesn't say, oh, she was also a volleyball coach. She was uh, batting it. Dye said she suffers from bipolar disorder and agreed to appear in the 1995 flick because she had no home or income and her disease wasn't being treated. She said she spent one day in L.A. filming the movie and did not even use her real name. I absolutely, 100% regret doing that, she said. Absolutely. I've always tried to look ahead and not focus on it, but I wasn't diagnosed at the time. Dye later joined the Army and served in a military police unit at Fort Lewis, Washington, before going to college and becoming a teacher. Some parents, such as Bonnie Chilcote of Reedland, supported Dye. Chilcote took her daughter, Nicolie Janelle, out of school to attend an impromptu rally Wednesday for the suspended teacher. She's not the person she was ten years ago, Chilcote said. We've all done things we regret, except hers is on tape. You see that movie? No. Mary Blankenship, a Murray attorney hired by the Kentucky Education Association to represent Dye, said the superintendent's decision may be challenged. Well, good. And I bet you if she shows the movie in class, she'll get a lot more. She'll get 100% attendance in, in class. That's right. So what's I'll, wrong with that? I'll re-enroll. What's not to like, huh? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, Hold yeah, on. the Taco Bell and, and KFC and Pizza, they're all owned by PepsiCo. Right, that's correct. Yeah, so that's all in there. Hey, how about a word for your uh, your poll? Uh, see you in Tijuana. No, I think what he's saying is see you next time is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Don't, 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 look, no Joyce words, okay? Don't you get it? Don't you understand it, sir? No. No Joyce words. Don't be trying da- dancing around the edges of it. The answer is absolutely, positively, no. no. A-hole, which is leading, by the way. I'm sure the other ones would do very, very well. The last thing we need is to put Joyce words on there, now that we know that she's trying to sabotage this show and sandbag it. In the meantime, just out of spite, we still beat... You know something? What? Not only did we beat all the other day parts by a mile, but there's only one other hour in a whole day that's got more than a three-share, and that's 5 to 6 p.m. And we're doing all fives and sixes, mm-hmm. following a 1-6 at 9 o'clock in the morning, a 1.6 share. You could have the transmitter turned off and still do about that. And at midnight, a oh. point. Oh. Let's see. Oh, here. <laughs> this is a good one. Somebody fashioned. Sure. Please add Republican to the poll. That is good. Talk about a low blow. That's about as low as you can go. You damn Republican. Because there's, you know, there are all the other baggage that goes along with it, like fascist, piece of crap, turd, fanatic, all of this stuff. Republican. It's good. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to go through the hour by hour and read every uh, number on all pages. That'll take us till about 12:30. Dave Johnson, level with our Kentucky Derby preview. This is Neil Rogers. 
This is 560 QAM. Crazy over the mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Starring the hip young warriors who use their incredible morphing skills to fight for justice. But if you think it's too violent for your kids, now there's an alternative. A new movie about Power Rangers who use peaceful means to solve their problems. Help, help, Ivan Ooze is dumping toxic chemicals in the river. Don't worry, little boy. He'll pay for this evil deed. Who are you? I'm a Power Ranger. Wow, are you going to use your incredible morphing powers to stop them? No, violent acts are against my religion. What religion? I'm a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Why thought you were a mighty Morphin Power Ranger? No, I'm a mighty Mormon Power Ranger. But you said he'd pay for his evil deed. And so he will. Aha! On Judgment Day. You mean you're not going to do anything? Oh, I'm going to do something. Oh, cool. What? I'm going to Salt Lake City and take another wife. 20th Century Fox presents the Mighty Mormon Power Rangers. There's not much they can do about Ivanus, but they do know Donny Osmond personally. The Mighty Mormon Power Rangers, coming soon to a theater near you. 1031 at QAM. I'm going to instruct my attorney uh, this afternoon to file a $10 million lawsuit against Joyce Fitch. All right. That, that is correct. Can I get in on that? Sure, you get a little piece. I got You get a piece. Okay, before we get into those numbers, I want to I want to delve into them deeply. You know, what I mean, really deeply. Right. Gay human rights group outrage has today accused Iraqi police of executing a 14-year-old boy in the Aldura district of Baghdad in early April. Ahmed Khalil was accused of corrupting the community and creating a scandal because he had sex with men. Ahmed was in fact a victim of poverty. He sold his body to get money and food to help his impoverished family survive. Said Ali Ahili. An exiled gay Iraqi who's a Middle East affairs spokesman for the London-based outrage. According to a neighbor who witnessed Ahmed's execution from his bedroom window, four uniformed police officers arrived at Ahmed's house in a four-wheel drive police pickup truck. The neighbor saw the police dog, uh, the police rather, drag Ahmed out of the house and shoot him at point-blank range, pumping two bullets into his head and several more bullets into the rest of his body. Just to make sure I can. Mr. Hilly is also coordinator of the Iraqi LGBT UK group, consisting of more than 30. 30, it says. About 30, man. Iraqi gay exiles in the U.K. They're in contact with an underground network of gay people in Baghdad and other cities. He was given details of Ahmed's execution by his friends in Baghdad, including Jay, a university graduate and professional who lives in the Aldera area and who has spoken to eyewitnesses and Ahmed's neighbors. According to our contacts in Baghdad, the Iraqi police have been heavily infiltrated by the Shia parliamentary Badr Corps, Mr. Hilly said. They're seeking to impose a fundamentalist morality on the people of Iraq. By the way, when it gets to be 11 o'clock, Josh, pick up uh, the bat line and put Dave on hold because we'll probably be either in a break or playing a bit or doing, you know. No problem. You know, and pretend that you know who it is. The murder of Ahmed follows a pattern of Badr executions of suspected gays and lesbians in Iraq. Badr are using their members in the police to enforce the violent homophobia of Sharia law. Bader's policy is to murder gay people, prostitutes, unveiled women, sellers and consumers of alcohol, and people with Sunni-sounding names like wow. Rodriguez. Inspired by the Shia spiritual leader, the Grand Ayatollah Ali al-Sistani, Ali, who has issued a death fatwa against the lesbians and fat gays, Bader is kidnapping and executing people suspected of homosexuality, even young kids. Our gay contacts in Baghdad condemn the sexual exploitation of young people. They're working to help rescue teenagers pressured into prostitution by their impoverished circumcisers, Mr. Healy said. How do you like that? I don't. Well, that's, that's the kind of great government that we helped to set up there in Iraq. This is what all these 2,415 Americans have died for. So we can uh, you know, try to civilize a bunch of barbarians. And, of course, remember that thing in uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 in Chop Chop Square there? Yeah. Where they chopped the guy's head off. These are the kind of Stone Age people that you're paying uh, four bucks a gallon for gas pretty soon. And in Brooklyn, they showed this morning on uh, Certainly Not News Network, four twenty-nine a gallon yeah. for high test. 
so that we can support these Stone Age lunatics, these crazy people, these good friends of the Bush family, Bandar Bush and the Bin Laden family, all these great close personal friends of uh, the whole Bush family, the Gaza Meshpacha, who there two days after 9-11 were there on the uh, White House on the porch, whining and dining and smoking in big fat stogies, drinking real, real, you can be damn sure expensive wine. I guarantee that wasn't no Grandma Boone. 575 votes on the poll. I don't know. The verdict's out whether they can get to 1,000. Now, did Eric tell you what the hell happened with our website last night? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, this is the answer that you want here. Um, the server locked up just after the ISP closed for the day, so it took a while to get someone to go back and reload the BIOS and reset the machine. Reload the BIOS? That's right. Aren't you glad you asked? Kind of like me, because when I was born, I was cut on a BIOS. Really? That's slanted. Yeah. Yeah, and... And so what time did we get the damn thing back on there? Because I know when I went to bed around 11-something-ish 11, 11 last night that uh, we couldn't even get on our website. And I didn't bother him. I was going to bother Fatso because I didn't want to interrupt any meals. Okay, I'm you want to get into... Huh? I'm asking. Wait, wait. Uh, seriously, I don't know if the audience is, is emotionally uh, mature enough to handle these numbers. We're not. Oh, I, I can handle them. I see that, I see that chart, that graph mm -hmm. that shows the uh, 24 hours of the day. And starts there at midnight when we have a oh. point zero. We have average average persons, average quarter hour, we have nobody listening at midnight. Zero. Nobody. In other words, not not just a few. Now, even across the street, they got, what do they got? Where's their thing? They got, uh, well, they got 100. Point four. So after midnight, the sports talk people, they're all geschluffing or something. They're all gone. Maybe they're at the sports bars. You know, the sports bars without microphones? Maybe right. that's where they are. Maybe they're just all hanging out together. Or, yeah, maybe they're just all taking a shower together before they go to bed. I don't know what they're doing. But the fact is that from midnight to 1 o'clock in the morning, this winter, in the winter rating book, there are no sports nerds at midnight. As a matter of fact, from, one, let's see, 1 to 5 in the morning, because the overnight is rated as a lump. Oh, now we kicked their ass there with Sporting News Radio, no less. We got a 2-2. That's one of our better hours. <laughs> A 2-2. Man, and it looks lovely, too. And across the street, they got a 1-5. We got 300 people listening. They got 200 between 1 and 5 in the morning. And then the big O has one good hour in there. And then after that, oh, oh, wait wait till you hear these. You are, you people are going to be, this is going to be the talk of the town all weekend long. It's going to be a scandal. And I realized that there was some ethnic uh, waiting and some uh, bizarre things. And the coast is number one in midday and man. And all, all these other bizarre. This is the strangest rating book. But... That having been said, and we will get to Barry's column where, you know, Joe Bell makes a lot of excuses. <laughs> hey, Barry, you like me? What do you say? <laughs> Barry, that rhymes with you fairy. But nevertheless. Oh, my goodness. Clarence was in there this morning. He admitted that, that we suck. He said, boy, am I embarrassed to be a part of this piece of crap. I said, you know what, Clarence? That's the most honest thing you've ever said. And thanks for making sure my checks show up on time. And make sure now that we found out that we got our third place bonus. We're number three, damn it. Yeah, we'll take it. Hey, you know something? The way things are going with this regime? We're number three. three. Damn it. Yeah. How do you like that? Nicely done. Oh, beautifully done. Brilliantly done, if I say so myself. I'm nodding off. Not from the show, but from the uh, pills. Don't ever let me do that again. Stop popping them pills, Rush. Those are very effective, though. They're very good. Maybe I'll get hooked on them like, uh, what's his name on? Like right. Gus on the Guiding Light. Boy, that show is so bad. Wrong kind of pills for a talk so show. So bad. On. And why doesn't somebody kick Lizzie in the... Uh, now, don't say that M word now. Why doesn't somebody just kick the crap out of her already? I'm so tired of these. Oh, Plotting, uh, evil, uh, playing games. Of course, that's women, you know. Yeah, I know. No, most women are always game playing games and plotting evil things and... How they can screw up your life. Kind of like Joyce. That's right. Kind of like what Joyce is doing to me. Yeah. How can she How can she hurt this show? 
You see, she's not doing all these things and making all these prohibitions because the FCC requires it and because our licenses would be in jeopardy if we said anything on here, you know. No, she's doing it just to try to stick it to me. And, and of course, we don't even have a, anybody in management that will stand up to that bitch. That's the problem. Oh, yes, Joyce. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. And they do call her sir, and rightfully so, according to what I hear. Not because she's surly? No, because you've got a beard and a mustache. 20 to 11 at QAM. Dave Johnson at 11 o'clock. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the Derby because, let's face it, I mean, anybody in this audience care about horse racing? No. Hockey? No. Uh, curling? No. Golf? No. No. How about Shaq? Yeah. How about those heat last night? Eliminated the Bulls, man, right there in uh, Chicago. Kicked their ass. What was it, 113.98, I believe? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Marlins won again last night. Oh, aren't we blessed to be here in South Florida? Are you guys, huh? Aren't we blessed down here, Jim? I'm not really sure which was the best call of all time. That one, aren't we blessed to be in, uh, Jim? That was after a big U.M. and Dolphin win on the same weekend, which, of course, never happened again. And then that's almost as good as, thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. I'm not, I'm not sure which. Maybe we ought to take a vote on that. Right. For the best call of all time. 20 to 11 o'clock, all you uh, horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker has got just the gambling action you'll be looking for and also is going to be featuring simulcasting of the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. You don't have to waste any extra gas or drive any further than you have to in order to watch and wager on the Run for the Roses. Pompano Park will feature early bird wagering on the Derby today starting at noon. And then tomorrow, Saturday, May number 6, you can watch and wager on the Derby, plus the last two races from Churchill Downs. I sure hope Mike Battaglia is not. I know he didn't call him there anymore, thank God. For the lead, for the lead. He is so bad. Come be part of the crowd as they root home the winner of the first leg of the Triple Crown. Papado Park will also have free pass performance pages for the Kentucky Derby Field. Located just a half mile from both I-95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, they offer you free admission and free general parking every day. What's not to like? Free. Live harness racing in the Great Smoke-Free Poker Room is open every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday like this weekend. Poker starts at noon, goes on until midnight, and live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 p.m. Bruce Ranger is number two in the URDS, uh, DSRS in the country. Nice going, Brucey. That's just how I mentioned that. He's he a very unsung hero, man. He is uh, sensational. I mean, he ain't no Brandon Gibbons, but then again, who is? Also, don't miss out on Dollar Night Wednesdays. That's when draft beer, sodas, hot dogs, and more. Just a buck apiece starting at 6 p.m. He's no Brad Kramer either. So don't forget to come out Saturday, May 6th, tomorrow, to watch and plunge your lungs on the Kentucky Derby. Brother Derek in front by 5. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on the Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or on the Wicked Web. It's pompanopark.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil's pole. truth, I didn't think my little guy was ever going to learn how to talk. He would just like make all those weird noises and cry stuff. And one day, his first word. Your mother sucks socks to smell. That makes sense. Mama feeds you, right? She takes care of you. Then the second word. second word was hell. I guess that's the word he probably heard most. His third word, I was kind of hoping it would be da-da, right? But it wasn't. It sounded like you will die. But actually, it turns out it was McDonald's. You guys go to McDonald's with Mama. Daddy's hell. She wants to go there. Let, I say let Mama take it. Mama? Me? You know. Come on. Dada's go to Hardy's. Oh. Hardy's new monster thick burger with four strips of bacon, three slices of cheese, and two-thirds of a pound of human flesh. Because McDonald's is great. When you're Blessed by the Lord of Darkness. McDonald's is a registered trademark of McDonald's Corporation. <laughs> 
1046 at QMRI. Now, one part of that reminds me of that Ned Beatty scene where he's saying, You've messed with the primal forces of man, Mr. Beale, and you will repent. Remember that scene? Yes. And then he sits down, and the, that ashen, ghost-like look on Howard Beale's face, and Ned Beatty says, Am I getting this with you, Mr. Beale? <laughs> oh, that movie is so great, and Josh is trying to tell us that it sucks and it put him to sleep. You know, I just, I, I just don't get it. I do not get it. I mean, if you were to tell me that uh, this movie that you're going to watch this weekend, George, if that puts you to sleep, the last years, the last, mm-hmm. last days, what's that called? Last days. Last days of uh, Kirk Cobain. It'll make you want to blow your brains out, believe me. Is horror acceptable, somebody faxes in? Horror is sensational. Sure. I think horror is fine. What's wrong yes, with horror? You whore. Depends on how little much they charge. You slut. And as a matter of fact, I think we got that one drop in that covers most of it. Where the hell is it? Uh, oh, yeah. You bitch, you slut, you whore. There you go. And those are all three of mine now if we put whore on, right? Right. Here's, here's how we're doing it so far. 613, no Joyce words, but what other one word is the worst thing you can call somebody? A-hole, 127. A coward, 103. That's a-hole, Joyce. I don't want to say ass. Coward, 103. Fag, 72. Slut, 52. Slut. Retarded, 42. We're not talking about mentally retarded. We're talking about, we know, everybody knows what that means. Right. Retardo, like most of our salespeople. Figuratively, and our not literally. Moron, 28. There's nothing worse than a mo do, 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 do. Ron. You've heard of Ron and Ron. That's a good idea. Well, how about Ronnie Diaz and the Mo Man? Okay. For the, for the Moron show. 28 for Moron. Republican is moving up there real fast, 27, with this commie liberal pinko crowd we got. Bitch, 23. Schmuck, 20. Hey, schmuck. Hypocrite, 19. Cheapskate 19. I guess schmuck would be like the male counterpart for Minge. Cow 18. Pig 15. Putz 11. Tub 10. What a tub. Pansy with a Z. Uh, why do we have pansy with a Z? Well, we can to that. differentiate from pansy like the flower, huh? Pansy spelled with an S, Eric, okay? And Josh can't correct you on that. So, and, and this is an Eric thing. Well, he was under a lot of stress because the server uh, went out. At 11.38, he tells me. Oh. Troll 10. Gross 4. Slob three, geek one, and whore just went on there. Six hundred eighteen. And I, know, I guess, huh? Oh, Eric says that. Uh, feel free to call him when you notice something like that happening. No, nah, I'm not going to call anybody. Eleven o'clock. More than night. happy. It wasn't to, uh, that interrupted. Okay, I don't want to call. I don't want to hear. Whoa! Now Eric is great. He's always when he hears it's me on the phone. He's always very receptive and pretends he's happy to hear from me. You know, because he knows when I call, there's some kind of a problem. He's oh, geez, here we go again. You know, it's like that. It'd be like if I called you at home and said, oh, what the hell does he want? What's the old man want now? It must be something big. I mean, how many times have I called you at home in all these years? Like five. Oh, I think you're. I think that's a little over the top. I don't think that many. Anyway, I guess let's do Barry Jackass's call first. Jim Sarney, I wouldn't waste your time with this call. I didn't even bother. Uh, oh, and you know something? What? Remember what I told you about the Sun Sentinel website being screwed up? Not only can't I get any of the, I, I can get finally can get the page to come up, the front page. Okay. But then when you click on the story, the story won't come on there. Or if you like, uh, and then if I if I do a search for like Jim Sarney, I can get the page that's got his stories, such as they are. But then if I try to click on one, it won't it won't open mm-hmm. up, and I can't print them out. So then anyway, I had you print a couple out. Right. Including that one about the uh, school teacher, and uh, or no, the one about the girl that wanted to sing the anti-Bush song. We'll get to that. But anyway, uh, the the print. If you, you know, I'm sure you've printed out stories from the Sun Sentinel before. It it, it doesn't even look like Sun Sentinel um, print type. You know right. what I mean? Right. Font. So they're, they're they're having some very serious issues over there, and I don't care what Josh is trying to tell me about how. Remember that the other day he was telling me, "Well, I get it right here." You know, yeah. Good luck to you. Trying to say it was me. It was a Neil Rogers issue. You're always feeding, uh, trying to blame it off on my beautiful little studio. Hey, like here, I just clicked onto it. Sun Sentinel. There's the, there's the header of the page, and the rest of it's blank. 
And I know if I wait and I wait and I wait, you know, after a long time, the rest of the front page on air will finally come up. But, you know, in fact, I'll do this thing here, and then when I, maybe when I go back, when I'm done with Barry, uh, maybe the rest of the page will be there, and maybe not. So you people have decided, you should have told that to Alex and, uh, what's his name? Mike Berardino when they left from the Sun Sentinel and David, David, go and hide. Uh, hey, there, there, oh, it just popped up there. It just came oh, up. Oh, the hide like that. No, no, it's it, it just slow. Now, I clicked on the story, but if you click this, on the story to go try to get the whole story, like the principal bars Coral Springs student from singing anti-Bush song at talent show, and you click on it, now ordinarily, like all the other websites are still working just fine, and the Sun Sentinel used to be just fine. You know, the story opens up, and then you can read it or print it out or scream about it or whatever you want to do. Uh-oh, Hutchinson Island may have the first shark bite victim of the year. Ooh, man. Whatever happened with those, uh, that shooting in Jacksonville yesterday? Did we ever hear any more about that, or was that just to kill some time? To kill some people. So I've clicked on this, and what's going to happen will be it'll give you the um, it didn't work thing, you know. This page can't be open. And, uh, for, yeah, there it is. This page cannot be displayed. Just as I said it. God, I am. I'm as sharp as a matzo ball, man. I'm good. I re Just ask me. I'm good. Anyway, ratings drop hits both WQM and 790. The ticket writes, Barry the Fairy. Hey, Barry. You fairy. And guess what, Barry? I kick your ass. Yeah, that too. You, you quizzling. You pudgy little quizzling. He, you know, he, he uh, used to call his column the couch potato, which is an insult to potatoes. Even the people in Idaho are pretty pissed off about that. But the more I think about it, he's the definitive couch potato. He's a lump. He's a walking, squawking lump. But Mommy still makes those peanut butter and uh, bologna sandwiches every day for Barry. Kind of sticks to your gums. The Winter Ratings book is out, Barry writes. And W. Now, see, this is the first we found out about some of this stuff until finally Clarence came in there and gave us this, this stuff we were supposed to have yesterday. But the fact that the fact that we uh, you know dragged it off till today, that's good because it killed some good time. Right. The Winter Ratings book is out, and WQM can still boast a lead over 20-month-old 790 to tickets. See, I told you it's almost two years now, 20 months. But neither radio station should throw a party. The fact is the January through March numbers were down overall for both 560 and 790 in a ratings book that was skewed toward Hispanic stations. No piquetapani aquí, okay? I'm sorry. It was a disappointing book for us, but all of the Anglo AM stations took a drop, WQM General Manager Joe Bell said. But you talk about rationalizing. Is beating 790 any solace? I'm worried about the stations above me, but not the ones below me, Bell said. Ah, ha, ha, ha. But seriously, we're winning, winning pretty handily in all the money day parts. Winning what? Well, what, what does that mean? We're winning pretty handily all the money day parts, like 6 a.m. into 7 p. Winning as compared to across the street, but that's like saying, you know, you got the better breath than uh, somebody who lives in a, in a uh, dumpster. John Stugat's wiener, and boy is he ever. General manager of 790, the ticket. I, you know, I read that and I just I, I can't read it with a straight puss. You know, it's just silly. Maybe like saying, Robert Griefer, general manager of WQAM, it's just, it's, it's silly stuff. Responded by noting WQM has dropped in the ratings since we entered this market. We're still ahead of where we thought. We're going to fluctuate a lot because we're a relatively new station. No, you're not. You're old news. And you've tried everything under the sun, including Greg Kotex and Dan LaBastard, pumping up phony polls and phony articles in the newspapers, and getting on TV there with Jimmy Syphilis, and, and you still haven't got any audience, okay? Then it says munching on numbers, which is sure a lot more appetizing than munching on peanut butter and bologna, which Gary, Gary Sarnas said it's good, though. It's kosher. Did you notice that he was in there this morning talking to me about that account? And he actually, this man is obsessed. He's so Jewish, it's just sickening. He was talking about how he eats, uh, he won't eat the butter on the uh, steak with the butter. He'll have the margarine because margarine right. isn't, it's not uh, dairy, it's not, dairy not from right. a cow. Right, right. So, in other words, it's not trafe, milk inflation. Yeah. I guess what? Gary Sarner's been eating trafe. He's been eating bacon double cheeseburgers, okay? Trafe. And you're going to burn in hell, Gary. 
On weekdays, WQM had a 2.6 share among men 25 to 54, the key demographic for sports talk radio listeners. That ranked 16th in the market. 16th. What kind of a bonus we get for that? <laughs> 790 was 22nd with a 1.7 in October through December ratings. QM had a 3.4 and 790 had a 2.2. Of course, that was during the uh, Dolphins. WQM dominated Neil Rogers' time slot, and that's all he says about it. And, of course, uh, Sardi don't even mention middays. Like, well, that's not a sports show. Well, they're doing one over there. Why don't you talk about their 1.8, huh? Sarney, you tub of crap. And also, QM, one in the morning and afternoon drive in the mail, 24, uh, 5 to 54. And from 7 to 10 a.m., Hank Goldberg had a 2.1 cheer. A 2.1. Oh, my God. Where are you, Mo? Compared to Joe Rose's 1.7. From 4 to 7 p.m., Jim Maddich had a 3-1 share. Of course, that's following two hours of dead air, compared to a 1-9 for Dan Labastard and Wiener. WQM also won from 5 to 7 a.m. with Orlando Alzaquiris 3.2, doubling Jeff DeForest 1.6. Rock solid. In the key male demographic, now, here you go. This is so choice. In that key male demographic group, 790, the ticket won in two slots, 2 to 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. to midnight. QM's audience in the afternoon slot has eroded since Howard David's departure on January 13. As if he had one shares there, it's eroded since then. You know, Barry, you're such a you're such a suck up. You're such a fool. You're so pathetic. 790's Boog Shambi and several fill-in hosts had a 1.35 share between. See, 1.35, not 1.3, but he's got to put the hundreds on there, which nobody does. Between 2 and 4 p.m. compared to a 0.7 for alternating hosts on QAM. From 7 to midnight, 790 had a 2.1 and QAM had a oh. 0.7. We're doing numbers that start with a oh. not a good sign. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 562 AM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Hey, you're doing great. You just gotta be quiet. Not so long, okay, baby? I love you, Tom. Okay, I love you too, baby, but just stay quiet, okay? I said quiet. You're not Catholic anymore. You're a Scientologist, baby. I know it hurts. Tom, I love you. Okay, I, I know you love me, but be quiet. Out of this world, that Katie man. She's something else. I wonder if she's got the uh, e meter hooked up to her um, thing. What is this? Six hundred and fifty-two. No, no, don't be using that word. I'm telling you, Joyce is going to start coming after your ass because you're associated with this show. As you oh, know, I know, you get the fallout, you get the spillover, and then she'll be going after Josh pretty soon. Uh oh. Oh yeah, she's going to have uh, people stalking you pretty soon because she's uh, out to do anything to destroy the midday to Neil Rogers show. And I'm on to you, Joyce. Okay, I got that from very excellent authority. $500 million lawsuit coming up against your ass, Joyce Fitch. And not only that, but... I think you ass. ...about on top of it. Okay, now, I don't see... Uh, and this is very unusual. Did this happen last year? I'm trying to think of the year that it happened. I don't know. Let me just make sure that line is working real quick. Yeah, it's working, okay. Because the bat line... Because Dave is usually like uh, like the atomic clock. I mean, you could right. set your life by, you know, right when the big hand hits the little hand. If he says he's going to call at 11 o'clock, he's there, you know? So maybe something happened there. Maybe he's busy plunging his guts out on the early wagering for tomorrow. Who the hell knows? Well, Maybe if, he Hank is... if he doesn't call in this segment, I'll call him. Oh, you got the number? Well, what do you that. mean in this segment? Well, what the hell does that mean? Well, I'd I'm, call I'm him right now. Here's... You want me to? You want to? I will. You want to do that? Because I got all my uh, derby stuff. Not that I know anything about it, although I did read the past performance charts for a couple of horses. I don't want to do a lot of homework with it because he's supposed to be the expert. 
What's the point of us having Dave on the air if, if I know anything? I, I know nothing. Brother Derek and is undefeated. Is. Oh, my big apologies. Oh, oh, there he is right me. now. I was just saying that, boy, that Dave Johnson is sure very timely, man. That's what I was saying. How you doing? Pretty good, David. What's going on there? Ah, uh, it's a... Boy, what wonderful weather it is in Louisville. It is just spectacular. Just like Toronto, man. <laughs> is that where you are? Yes. Well... Well, well, what the, I, what the I, hell did now? What the hell did that mean? That was bad. That was a shot. It's su sunny. Going to be around sixty-five to seventy. What's wrong with that? No, listen. There's nothing wrong with it. I just I never know where you are. You're in Amsterdam. You're in Miami. You're in Toronto. You I, know, I, but you I, never show up at a racetrack. I spread it around. That that is incorrect. I'm at Woodbine punching my guts out on the slots uh, <laughs> two three times a week, man. Well, that's good. Hey, having I, any having any luck? Are you are you doing good, Neil? Not too bad, as a matter of fact. Great. That's yeah. good. Not too good. I mean, I'm losing my ass, but only half of it. Only like a quarter of a cheek, so not too bad. <laughs> so the weather is good for tomorrow. So we're looking for a fast track, Dave? Yeah. It, it's supposed to be just spectacular. So we really? should have a fast track, and uh, and that's that's good because it'll be a, a fair race for everybody. Though. Right. Well, see, now, but you say that, but you know as well as I, we've discussed this many times in the 100 years that we've been doing these uh, phone things. Uh, the Derby really isn't a fair race because you've got such a big field in it. There's 20 again. Are there any scratches? No scratches okay. as of right now. So you, and really is, you know, you're right. There, that's too many horses. But what are you going to do? You, it, it's it, like those British races, those steeplechase races you and I have talked about, where like the, at the end of the race they destroy two or three horses. You know, it's uh, it's just a little bit too much for me. As a matter of fact, there's a bet, uh, the Grand National, they, they bet as to how many will finish. Yeah, that's that's right. That's what I'm talking about, that kind of crap. Well, anyway, yeah, it's like I, a, uh, it's insane. And that's why when you get down to the Preakness and then the Belmont, because the Belmont sometimes you only have five or six starters, then it's a real test because then post position doesn't make a lot of difference. Because there are so many people that just want to run in the Derby. You know, yeah. there was a horse that was that was on the top uh, 20 list that died uh, about a week ago. Right, that's correct. I think it was called With a City or something. Where there was right. speculation. We were thinking uh, the other night at at, uh, at dinner, um, if those people really wanted that free box seat, they could have entered the dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for it. Like I said to Hank the other day, it wouldn't be the first horse to die in the stretch. I'll guarantee you that. But most of mine usually do. Hank, okay, uh, Hank and I did the derby draw. He, he, is, he is such a, a hoot. I love working He really him. is. He's a piece of work. There's only one Hank. That is for sure. That's true. Of course, in this world, there's only room for one, Hank, but that's another story. <laughs> anyway, speaking of bad post positions, I'm going to give you my three picks. I'm going to not beat around the bush, and I know nothing about it. You know, I'm a harness racing man. In fact, I remember you on uh, you and Stan Bergstein on Racing from Yonkers and Roosevelt. Does that Boy. tell you how old I am? A hundred. You, you know, remember Stan's those shows? Still, Stan, Stan is still around. I talk is to he? him and email him all the time. Yeah. He may be the nicest man on the face of the planet. He's just such a great guy. You are absolutely, and and uh, and boy, was he ahead of the curve in terms of betting on the computer and and what uh, simulcasting was going to do. He he's yeah. a, he is a visionary. A lot of people don't know that you uh, called harness racing at the Meadowlands. Was that when it first opened? Um, I you know I I did call harness racing there back in the seventies. Yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't the prime announcer. I just filled in when. You know, when somebody took a night off or whatever. You're, but I liked, I liked harness racing. I called harness racing in the 60s at Fairmount Park. Oh, my God. You're That's how old I, fact, I was watching. I was watching it on the, uh, my racing channel here, the show from Woodbine, a few days ago. And they have a segment, I think it's on Sundays, where people call in and request the replay of uh, their favorite race from years ago. And you were yeah. calling the race. It was from, like, I don't know, 78 or 87. I don't remember the horse, but it was one of the big big races at, uh, I don't know where the hell it was even. In fact, that seemed to me Flying Paster was in that race. Oh, that was a thoroughbred race, you mean? Right. No, no, I'm not oh, yeah. harness racing. 
Well, uh, Flying Paster and Spectacular Bid ran against each other at Santa Anita yeah. in the Santa Anita Derby, and um, and it, that was a, that was a great rivalry out there. Those two horses. Yeah, and then of course Spectacular Bid had to lug uh, Ronnie Franklin, who thought they were going a half a mile then. That was very sad. But we can't go back, you know. <laughs> anyway, here's my three picks. Here's my trifecta box. Now, now the uh, post position and the uh, uh, wagering numbers aren't going to be the same, are they? I really don't oh, know. yeah. No, they are the same. Oh. Post position and program are both okay. the same. Okay. Thank year. God for that. 7, right, 17, point. and 18. Bob and John with Gary Gomez. That's Bob Baffert horse. Yeah. But uh, not on top. That's for third. For second, I'm going with Lawyer Ron. Uh, who, now, I don't know who John McKee is. I know my jockey is pretty good, but I don't know who that is. John is a is a twenty uh, four year old um, uh, guy who's doing who has won a uh, riding title at the Churchill already. A real success story. His father was a jockey, David McKee, and uh, John weighs ninety five pounds and is four foot ten. <laughs> All right. And he says uh, he says I don't have any trouble dieting. I can eat and drink anything I want. I still have plenty of energy. There you go. He doesn't have any <laughs> trouble making the weight. I'm picking That's away right. around second. I believe he's undefeated, isn't he? Um. Uh, no, I think he's been defeated. But uh, once before you before you absolutely make it official, um, I heard this morning that O.J. Simpson picked Lawyer Ron. I said for a second. No, no oh, comment. Okay. I, if you start with that, I'm going to start Howard Cosell stories. If you start with that, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean I, I just I, I can't imagine, and I shouldn't have even brought it up. But uh, but it, it's like who the hell cares who O.J. Simpson wants? I wish that you know that I would have been there. I would have said he needs a lawyer. Because he killed Ron Goldman, didn't he? <laughs> boy, oh boy, you sure got a feather uh, up here somewhere, didn't you? <laughs> well, and to anyway. win it, I'm picking Brother Derek, and I know he's in post 18, which is tough, but I love Alex Solis. I looked at the chart. I actually did do my homework on that one and looked at the past performance charts. And, and you know, Hank talked about him getting caught up in the speed, and he's got he's to leave out of there pretty good from the outside. But yeah. he can come from off the pace. I looked at his charts. He doesn't always have to be able to leave. Yeah, um... Boy, it's a tough field, Neil. Yeah. Honestly, it's, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll pick three horses. I'll make it easy. I'll pick three of the three Baffert horses. I think he'll, I think he's going to win it again. And I keep switching from day to day whether it's going to be Sinister Minister or Bob and John or probably if, if I had to make a, a number one pick, it would be Point Determined. But really? I think Baffert's going to win it with Rafael Bejarano, who's a hot jockey. He's very good. Yeah. He's very good. Well, I'll be damned. Now, let me just ask you this. I see Steve Asmussen, the trainer, has got two horses in there. He's got Storm Treasure and the Private Vow, neither of which are, well, Private Vow's got a shot. But I, just, I'm, I, just, I was asking Hank the other morning how Steve Asmussen is related. He must be related to Cash Asmussen, right? That's a very unusual name, I think. He is his uh, older brother. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, i gotta, I got to tell you this quick uh, personal story. Uh, I went down to do the All-American Futurity Quarter Horse Race in 1977 at Rio Dosa Downs. And I was introduced to this wonderful family. Marilyn was the trainer of the horses. Keith was the jockey. That's, that's the father and mother of Steve and Cash Asmussen. They, those kids grew up at the racetrack, and they had the, the nicest family. And, I mean, it, it was absolutely, you know, it, it was heartwarming to see what, what kind of really wonderful love there was there. And, and uh, I'm a huge fan of, of, the, of their mother and father, Keith and, and Marilyn Asmussen. And, of course, the kids are made of billion dollars so yeah. they're taking care of their mom and dad which is good well speaking about those old racing shows you know back when uh, frank wright used to the late frank wright used to do the shows on the thoroughbreds yeah and i remember the interviews with steve Cawthon and cash asmussen when they were both hot as a pistol in new york 
Yeah. Course, they yeah. both wound up leaving, and Steve Cawthon went off to ride in England, and Cash went off to ride in France, and both did extremely well there. And, and when, I had my, when I had my satellite dish in Amsterdam, I remember them showing races with uh, the two of them riding. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Steve is back here in Kentucky. Uh, he's, he stopped riding, and he has a, a family. He has three, uh, three girls now, and, and he runs a, a, a farm just outside of uh, Lexington. And speaking of those, you and I have talked about this before, about the French uh, trotting under saddle races that I saw. Yeah. If any, anybody is in a depressed mood, all you have to do is take a look at that, and you'll just laugh your ass off. That's got to be one of the... <laughs> and the French, of course, being the silly geese that they are, they're the only ones that do that, I believe. But that, that's got to be one of the most bizarre-looking things. The jockeys don't carry a whip, and the horses are trotting, and the jockeys are bouncing up and down and, like, trying to urge the horses on. It's a very funny thing to watch. It is. At Vincennes, they, uh, they do that. I don't know where... Where I, that's the only place I've seen it in person, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's almost like they're getting ready to race, but they're really racing, like they're warming course, up. When I had that satellite dish, boy, I saw racing from all over there for the the Italian racing, and boy, they go nuts over that in Italy too. Enrico Bellai, and what was the great uh, Varenne, the great Italian champion, uh, a couple yeah. of years ago? Yes, Varenne. Those people really go nuts. It's a real nationalistic thing to them over there. Varenne oh. won at the Meadowlands. He he came over for uh, for a big race at the Meadowlands. And then he, then he got beat in the uh, in, uh, Montreal. Jackie Moe uh, took his horse and ran Varenne to the ground. And he got them both beat. I saw that race on TV. It was pretty depressing. Neil, who's your favorite driver? You know, uh, uh, in the game, all time. All time. Well, see, I would give you a name, and you wouldn't know who it was because his name was Francis O'Hare. He was 72 years old in Detroit, and he, I won so much money on this old man. He didn't drive a lot, only his own horses. Where was this, the DRC or hey, what? The what DRC and uh... Hazel Park in Northville Downs. I mean, this, wow. this old man, he was sensational. Probably nobody ever heard he was from Flushing, Michigan, and, boy, he, he died several years ago, but he was just great. But uh, I'll tell you, Brian Sears is the greatest. Anybody argues with me on this, I, I wouldn't even listen to him. Brian Sears right now, and, of course, his dad, Jay Sears, uh, was never much of a driver, but a good horseman at, at Pompano Park. And then, of course, the grandfather, uh, Gene Sears, Robuck? is in the Hall of Fame. Grandfather was Roebuck? Gene Sears. Oh, okay. Come on, don't start with a Sears and Roebuck. You, you didn't know Gene Sears? Come on, you had a little harness racing like you said. I do. No, no, I, I, I've heard of him. I don't know him, but I did. I did and I'm going to tell you, Brian, who just, I don't know, he was at the Meadows several years, and he just beat the pants off of Dave Polonier, who, of course, is as good as they come, and then he went on to the Meadowlands, and he just... He's, I just looked it up before the show, as a matter of fact, because I look it up every day. I look up the driver standings. Yeah. He's already got $3.2 million in earnings for the year, and it's only like uh, the middle of May or beginning of May. I the, inter, uh, the results every morning uh, from Meadowlands. He seems to win two or three every night. He, he's phenomenal. He, he's the best yeah. in the world and just, uh, just a super guy, too. Uh, well, listen, now that we put the audience in a coma with all the racing stuff, because <laughs> as, you, as you know, in South Florida, it's a very limited. It's early bird dinners and uh, free stuff. That's what they're still interested in after all these years. Have a, so, great call to, have a great call tomorrow. Thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you before the... Uh, but your number one pick is Bob and John? No, no, that's number three. I'm going with Brother Derek, Lawyer okay. Ron second, and Bob and John third. Okay, and I'll take um, Point Determined against uh, Brother Derek for our uh, our horse-to-horse bet, okay? Okay, thanks, David. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Talk to you for the Preakness. Bye, Thank you. Bye-bye. There you go, Dave Johnson. Boy, we sure went a little bit longer. That was okay. And, of course, I'm sure the audience say, what were they talking about? What is all this with Francis O'Hare? Who? Yeah, exactly. You know something? Your, your life is too limited, man. You've got to expand your horizons. Of course, if you had the money to bet on horses, yeah. that would be a different story, but you don't. They pay well, a decent wage. I picked Barbaro just for fun. Yeah, well, Barbaro's got a hell of a shot. Barbaro's a good horse. I did uh, That's good. And Josh, uh, he doesn't know it. He picks his nose. I want to uh, I'll take a good name. Give me, give me a good name. Sinister Minister. 
Yeah, that's what that's I. That's good. Sinister Minister with the great uh, trained by Bob Baffert. Right. That's one of the ones Dave picked, and uh, Victor Espinosa, named after the Pope. The Sinister Minister, the Nazi Pope. Okay. Who the hell was Dave knocking there? He was ripping the hell out of somebody. Who was it? That was OJ. That was OJ. Yeah, that was choice. Nice going, Dave. Always liked that Dave Johnson. I always hated OJ like poison. Eleven fifteen already at QAM. I think I can go home now. Hey, if you love voting, just about everybody in South Florida loves voting. Most people are a little bit nervous about buying a vote, and with many good reasons. If you ever thought about buying a boat, you better stop and call our friends at Club Nautical instead at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now because it makes a lot more sense to rent because all the way around you wind up winning. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Uh. Join the club, Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy it is for you. There are no docking costs to pay, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, and certainly no hurricane preparation. And when you rent a boat from Club Nautical, it's totally stress-free and really affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready. Club Nautical does it for you. And no cleaning up, either. At Club Nautical, just hop on your boat and go. When you're done pulling the dock, get off and leave. It's that simple. Club Nautical, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. From unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go small boats to yacht charters, it's Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautical tailor a plan to fit your needs and budget. 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Call Club Nautical and get on the water today. 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Rent. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh. It's Friday, you bastard. All right. Smarty Jones, you lost the race to a complete unknown. A glue factory for your skin and bones. Smarty Jones, can't believe that you choked the steel. Now I'm broke, Smarty Jones. When you didn't, when you could hear all of us moan. Oh, well, you know, triple crown, put all my money down. Oh, I hate you, Smarty Jones. 1119 at 560. Well, that's the only horse racing bit we got, so I figured it would be very timely, wouldn't it? Indeed. It kind of fit right in. 690 votes on there. I think we may have a uh, outside shot at 700. I don't know. We had some downtime on there, and that like, kind of kept us, it held us back. We had some real issues with that website, so as a result, we had like probably 40,000 people wanted to vote on there and couldn't do it. Okay, here's the uh, facts that says last, and we'll get to those numbers here in a minute, but I'm killing some really good time with this. This is good. Nice teasing. Is it? Milking it. I'm milking it, man. Talking about Oprah. What a cow. We, we got cow on our pool, right? Cow? Yeah, cow is, uh, yeah, 18. How now, brown cow? Oh, that was bad. That sounded like a racial thing to me. Last night it says I listened to WQM for the Marlins game. Oh, you were the one. Oh, <laughs> well, somebody's got to. My question is, the person who does the baseball game, is it the same person who does the hockey games for the Panthers? It sure did sound like the same voice. Thanks, KL or K, whatever that is. KC. I wonder how Harry, uh, Harry Casey's doing. Doing what? Gay. Oh, we know what he's doing. Uh, well, I'm sure this person must be talking about Geldy and Roxy, because they both have that same kind of Foxy Roxy. Certainly not Dave Van Boring, because Dave, the one thing I will say about him, he's got a great voice. He doesn't He doesn't have that squeaky, uh, he's got a great, he doesn't have any idea how to use it, and somebody needs to you know, give him some uh, wake-up call, but uh, he's got a great voice. Even Josh would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. Just has no clue how to broadcast a, a sporting event. Too boring. But uh, Geldy and Roxy are like uh, joined at the hip. I think I think it's the same person. Now, what does uh, Roxy look like? Does he look at all like Geldy? You know, with that beak? And no, he actually he he really looks like a young kid. Well, well what, what does that mean? He, like, he looks what? like well, he very sounds young. Like, he sounds like a you know young kids generally maybe his uh, one nut didn't drop yet. 
He looks, he looks very like young. Like if you kid? saw him, you would think he's like my age. Oh. So in other words, you're trying to say he's uh, not a bad-looking guy. I don't know how you got that from what I just said, but hey. Yeah. Oh man, you are so easy. It's it's not even a challenge, you know. It's just it's just very sad. Well, you're the one that said it, not me. Whatever you. I don't know what the hell he looks like. Nor do I care when you come right down to it, because I'm never going to see him anyway. I'm never going to see any of you guys again, ever. No, and you know when we have our last show, it's not going to be like there's going to be a big reunion. We're all going to meet, you know, for no. That's not no, going to. No, we got your picture here in the studio. Yeah, you got the picture, and quite frankly, I look better now than I did in that picture. I got better glasses, and I got the nice short do. You know, you mm. saw your pictures in that New Times article. What was that's that? right with the buzz? Oh, really? In fact, I I might actually uh, cut my hair on the ear, although I don't think I needed it. I did it two nights ago. I do it about like every three days. Keep it nice and short and comfortable, especially now it's getting above uh, above five degrees outside. Dave sounded a little bit negatory in the fact that I told him I was in Toronto. He didn't seem like, uh, you know, I don't know what that was all about. Because he's already admitted that he uh, was at, did some races at Woodbine 100 years ago. Yeah, it's 58 already. It's going to be about 66 today. That's not too bad. I'll, I'll settle for that. Yesterday it was 73. Man, it was toasty. See, if it never got, if it never get, which it does in the summertime, I'll admit that when it gets like in July and August, we have some days where it's like in the 80s or maybe close to 90, and it, it's smoggy. That's the one thing you get in industrial or, you know, in large cities up north, that when it's real hot in the summer, like in Chicago, gets that smoggy, hazy, foggy kind of, you know what I mean? What do you mean? And the, and the air quality is in the minus column, stuff like that. WQAM, hello. George, it's Okay, good, whatever you say. There's a good one for you. I wonder what he looks like. Now, have you seen that? You said you've seen yeah, that thing. Yeah, we have a picture of it. Of it. You do? Yeah. The white Prozac t-shirt Ron, you have a picture all over of the it? front of it. Big, fat, dorky-looking tub with food on his shirt. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds a little... If I didn't know better, I think you were talking about Fat Rich. Rest in peace. One thing about Fat Rich, man, you always knew what he had for uh, dinner or lunch because he always wore it. You know, the, the expression about wearing it on your sleeve, he always wore it on the front of his shirt. His chest, he wore his menu. I remember the time we did that appearance at that cigar. No, actually, we were going to dinner. I believe it was that place where Geldy was doing the spots, which is why they're out of business now. That restaurant, that steakhouse, cigars. I remember when the cigar uh, rooms were very big and all the steakhouses. Right. It was up in Pompano. I think you were there, and Zoltan and his wife. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. And I think that was the one. Maybe not, because I don't recall Fat Rich being at that one. But it was somewhere we were going to some sponsored deal for a meal. And I walked in, and he'd gotten there early, of course, to jump into the food before anybody got a hold of it. And he had half of uh, of his meal all over the front of his shirt. So he went in the tea room to, like, try to wash it off, and it came out, and it looked like he had just taken a shower with his clothes on. I mean... He he just doused that sure you know that big those big guayaberas he used to wear always yeah. uh, tucked out you know because he weighed eight hundred pounds. Right, those are very forgiving those shirts. Yeah, now that that, <laughs> that is correct. Great guy, but uh, a little bit of a slob, and just like me, great guy, but a big slob, and that's fine. I really don't care. The fact that I don't wear socks is not particularly uh, you know it's just gauche, especially in the winter time. Yeah. No, it's seriously because you know it just doesn't look right. You know, I mean you know. Maybe I should have my uh, pants, like, cuffed, uh, I mean, uh, lengthened by, like, so I'm dragging on the floor a little bit. Cover up the fact I'm not wearing any socks. I, I can't wear socks because they're too tight on my ankles, and I get the uh, you know, the uh, the indentations. You know what I'm talking about? Cuts well, off you, your circulation. You can wear those little footy socks. I'm not wearing footy on my feet, okay? I'm not wearing <laughs> footy. I think today is today footy's last day. Bye-bye, footy, yeah. okay, you turd. You loser, you turd, okay? You know, I mean, like Rick Shaw and I, we have a, a, a fun relationship, and there's a lot of other people that work at other stations over the years. But this guy, that, oh, you don't want to be like that Neil Rogers. He's unprofessional. He, yeah, yeah, you should be so unprofessional, okay? You turd burger, you old troll that they're pushing out to put Opie and Anthony in there, according to the rumors. 
And uh, so Tom Jicker writes 15 columns about it, like uh, like I really care, okay? Write, write a few more, Tom. He's a legend in his own mind, footy. Great. What? Broadcasting to 12-year-olds with pimples, you know. WQAM, pimple line, hello. Yeah, I was just playing for the 2-4 slot. Okay, you got it. Okay. You sound okay to me. And you sound all right. Sound a little rednecky, but that's good in South Florida. And we'll at least you didn't have that, that sound. Oh, man, that piercing sound. Ooh. It's, it's so shrill, it just goes right through you. A little dab will do you. A little, like that pull we did. A little, go, a little goes a long way. Oh, I can think of a lot of things like that. A little goes a long way. By the way, I'm filing a $400 million lawsuit against Joyce Fitch in case you tuned in late. We found out. We've got, we've got the goods on that bitch now. We found out that she's intentionally doing everything to harm the show and to try to uh, uh, hurt the show. That, that's, uh, that sounds to me like tortious interference. And uh, there are a whole bunch of legal, I don't know what it legalese. Talk to your right. friend Norma about it. She'll tell you. We'll make a whole bunch of stuff up. That's right. And plus, we're going to make a bunch of stuff up and then let her disprove it, okay? In fact, I hear that she squats on the radio between 10 and 2 every day and releases unctuous gas just as a way of trying to, like, poison the, uh, poison the air. Ed has a voodoo doll. Right. In fact, you think Oprah was, like, uh, out of control there in that... In that... <laughs> oh, boy. What a mess down there. <laughs> it was, you know? It was always a mess. And, and she seemed to be pretty oblivious. I guess when you're that fat. Uh-huh. You're just not familiar with what's going on in other parts of your body? Especially when they're talking with talk. a British accent, you know? 27 past 11 at 560 WQM with lightning. I'll get to all those numbers here after we've milked it for an hour and a half already. It's good. Very good job. Nice work. This is like the old days. Milk it real, real tight. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features on security, Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust, dust in the wind. And today you can get on board for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL-1.5, up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast, uh, Comcast reliable fast connection, like I said, means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan and video mail and Comcast Radio Plus and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few of them. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what you'll be waiting for is start doing a hell of a lot more, a lot faster than you ever could before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You wonder how we manage without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. They'll give you all the details. Or in Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Best talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WOD. My name is Jose. This is my new Spanish American company. Hola, ay papi. Dinky, 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 doo. I play Squatters Right. And go numero uno. I park cars in my yard like a lazy retard. And I'm proud to the take pace of the day to be old. I have mucho body hair. If I don't make much down there, I climb the walls the other night. What's the new policia? I spray paint on my impala And these sparkles will be great 
I have more personality and street gentlemen. Incredible. It's 11.33. The ending is, as usual in his bits, the ending is by far the best. 720 votes on the poll. I think we got a shot at uh, 800, don't you? We can do it. We can do what, 1,000? I'll tell you one thing. If we can do 1,000, we can uh, get something done on that 2 to 4 slot. Now, here's, here's the deal. Here are these numbers, okay? And I know we probably get when the ratings come out, get over the top, etc. But you know what? Too bad. A lot of people in the business, because uh, the, their management won't tell them what really happens, so they, they depend on me, you know? Mm-hmm. They lean on me, like Bill Withers would say, and boy, I feel the weight. Although I tell you, my shoulder and my neck feel fine now from that Tylenol uh, shoulder and neck and uh, whatever crap, old, old people's pills. And the uh, effect also <laughs> is worn off, you notice? I like that, OPP, old people's pills. Yeah, old people's pills. When you get to be an old people, man, you start popping a lot of pills. That was what Rush said, and he, uh, you know, he got off with a slap on the wrist. How about some oxys? You think that would help? You can only try Although Richard I, Conti, I recommend played, snorting them and not eating. Will you listen to me? Richard Conti played Bazzini in The Godfather. Right. Maybe that's what they named those after. Oxy Conti. Hmm. He was a good actor. Richard Conti. He played in uh, some some. Uh, was he in Quo Vadis or uh, one of those Roman emperor kind of movies? Richard Conti. Google him. C O N T E. Way way back when he was very good. He played Luigi Bazzini. Anyway, here's the uh, graph, WQM men 25 to 54, and they win a rating book. That's January, February, and March. In Aero, February, and Marzo. And WQAM, this goes through the entire day, hour by hour, and that would take a lot of time to do it, and that's why I'm going to do it. And also, we got the waxing numbers across the street for these sports losers. Boy, Joel Feinberg, you know, you may talk a good game. You may try to rig polls in Greg Kotex's blog and the Hero. Yeah, yeah, like I've said to you all along, you can't talk your way into meaningful numbers. Your numbers suck. That's what they mean. They suck. Our sports numbers also suck, which I think basically, like I've been predicting for quite some time, this whole sports talk thing. How many points did Shaq have last night, Josh? About 30, man. That's right. You know? I mean, how many times can you say? Shaq, You know, and, and try, to, try to pretend you care about something that you don't. You know what it reminds me of? Like tomorrow, there will be all these people that will be whipped up about the Kentucky Derby. Even George has picked, and Josh have both picked the winner now. Ordinarily, if we were talking about horse racing, man, they'd be in a coma already. Well, you normally talk about harness racing. That's oh. just a shot. <laughs> That's just a shot. I'm oh. equally disinterested in all of it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Louis, Louis uh, Pellucci, where are you when we, when we need you? Louis Pellucci. WQM, midnight to 1 o'clock in the morning, we got a... Oh! In everything, we got a... Uh, how many people listening? Average quarter hour? Oh. None. How, uh, average uh, share? Oh! 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 From midnight to 1. Nobody. Nobody seen. Nobody knows the trouble we've seen. Now, I don't want to go down, like, overnights mean nothing anyway, you know. I mean, only insomniacs are up, and most of them are over the age of 100. This is uh, our desirable demo, men uh, 25 to 54. Although I was thinking to myself, men 18 to 24 is an even more desirable uh, d- demographic, but that's just a personal thing. Mornings, here we go. You ready? Strap yourselves in, boys and girls. Now, 5 to 6 a.m., the uh, big O. Rock solid. Throws in a big number there. He's got a 5-7. Defoe's only got a 2-9. Like, double. Double. I mean, they still suck. And, and that 5-7 is the only, outside of this show, it's the only number above a 4 the entire day on this station. Across the street, the losers don't have a number above a 3 all day. And men, this is their target demographic. And Barry writes, but a beep, but a boop, and the Stu God said this, and Joe Bell said that, yeah. Barry, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know a rating book if somebody, if somebody uh, stuck your salami in the peanut butter sandwich in the middle of it and glued it together. I say somebody stick the peanut butter on the toilet seat for Barry. Then he'll really wonder what he's sitting on. Okay, anyway, QAM morning, 6 to 7 a.m., that's still the big O. That's the big O, 2.4 share. 
Now, for those of the uninitiated, well, what is that? Is that a good number? No, it sucks. That's bad. And I'll tell you right now, the mole man, I don't think he ever, in the morning show, and Joe Rose on this station. Now, and the old worst team, they weren't doing numbers like these. Ever. Ever. Don't ever take sides against the family again. Ever. 2.4. And across the street, they got a 1.2. Now, what time is Joe on? Does he do 7 to 10? Yeah. Okay. Now, at 7 o'clock, the humper holds the same 2.4 that, in fact, that's his biggest number. So we can th he can thank uh, Rock Solid, I guess, for the big lead-in. At 7 o'clock, Joe Rose comes on and goes to a 1.8 across the street. 8 o'clock, Hank goes down to a 2.1, and he's tied with um, Little Dog with a 2.1, although Hank has 100 more people average quarter hour, so it's, it's, it's tied. 9 o'clock, oh, my God. Oh Looks my to me like God. one of the most dangerous hours of the day is the Nine. hour. 9 to 10 a.m., Hank drops to a 1.6, and the Little Dog drops to a 1.0. Oh. oh, my God. You put the numbers together, and they still suck. Mm-hmm. Then at 10 o'clock, keeping in mind that Hank had a 1.6 year at 9, we start with a 6.1. 6.1. Oh, my God. From a 1.6. Same numbers, just in different order, you know? Decimal point mm -hmm. in a different place. So even though we're only number three in men in this book, which is the lowest we've been in, I don't know, what, about 100 years? Mm hmm You still have to take some solace from the fact that when we're surrounded by abject failure, I mean, just unbelievable. You know, and, and your idea of my stopping to cross over with Hank on Monday is a bad idea because then it's going to look to like everybody, like I'm trying to, like, uh, get a scab off my back, you know, a big fat scab. Josh, can you believe that he was suggesting that? I can't believe it. Well, I don't want to, you know, because I love Hank personally. He's a good friend and a good guy, and, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best, and I wish I, but they won't listen to me. You know, first of all, he didn't belong on the morning in the first place. That's not his bag. And number two, they keep putting all the same dreck on there that they had in the afternoon because they don't understand the difference between afternoon drive and morning drive. They don't understand morning drive in this radio station. They don't get it. They do not get it. Anyway, so we got a 6-1 at 10. Across the street, they got a 2-4. At 11 o'clock, we got a 6-6. They got a 2-8, which is their biggest, uh, one of their biggest hours of the day at, at 11 o'clock. Must be, the, oh, man, it must be the hour that uh, the juice really goes nuts. Now, who the hell's on with him? You're asking me? No, I'm asking Josh. Who's on with O.J. McDuffie on there? Um, Sid, is Sid the Kid on with him, or is he on after him? I believe he's on with him. Oh, really? Sid the Kid. Well, that must be it. 2-4 and a 2-8. We got a 6-6. At noon, we got a 5-6. They dropped way down to 1.5 share. At 1 o'clock, we got a 5.0, oh. and they got a 1.1. One, one. Those are mole-like numbers in the afternoon. At 2 o'clock, now here we go, the 2 to 4 hours. I bet you everybody in this audience has cranked the radio up as loud as it'll go and probably twisted the knob around like double. You know what I mean? Maybe even beyond where it stops. Yeah, turn it to 11. Yeah, but we got to do the break first. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. Recently, no. thousands of immigrants have taken to the streets. We think that's wrong. We're Up You, the United Protesters Union. Up You represents the millions of trained, qualified American protesters who are losing their jobs to illegal demonstrators willing to march for a fraction of the cost. These immigrants carry poorly crafted banners and signs with slogans that aren't even written in English. This nation was built on the backs of complaining Americans, and the United Protesters Union believes it should stay that way. Every time an illegal alien marches in the protest line, an American marches to the unemployment line. Please join Up You and get these foreigners off our streets and back to taking some other American's job. 
There you go. Yeah, I don't understand if you're like a schlepper and you just haven't got two nickels to rub together. How do you have time to be taking days off from work? I mean, we can't afford to be taking days off from work. No. we got to work we'll like uh, 24-7 just we'll to eat out a meager income here, you know? In addition to which, who wants a bunch of pudgy Mexicans running around? You know, go uh, pick some grapes in Mexico and get away from us. Yeah, Leave us were, alone. If they were good-looking, it probably wouldn't be such a big problem. If right? they were good-looking, man, I'd be out there marching with them. <laughs> 700, well, they're not. Did you see any good-looking people in that crowd, male, female, or the third uh, no. sex? I didn't see any. No. 738 votes on the poll. I think we got a shot. If we get closer toward 800 by the top of this hour, we got. but today's going to be a real test. This is going to be the real test of our greatness, of our mediocrityness. Okay, here's the two to four hours that you've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, man. Woo! Nice going, Joe. That can't be the same Joe Bellis that oh, it can't do any worse than uh, Moe did in that two to four that one of one series. That's what Joe Bell said. Moe's of a clown. Guess what? We did. Guess what, Joe? Just when you thought they couldn't get any worse, it did. Two o'clock, WQAM, a oh point nine. Across the street, 2 o'clock, they got a 1.5. Almost double what we got. That's the booster. 3 o'clock, they got a 1.2. We have at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in the middle of the day, when people are awake, when people are in their cars, when our signal's almost audible in some parts of town, if you have the window open and the wind blowing in the right direction, at 3 in the afternoon, 3 to 4, preceding the Mad Dog, how would you like to follow a oh. .5? 0.5 at 3 o'clock. Wow. You combine those two hours, and we've got a oh. .7. Uh, yeah, that would make me cry. If I were on those hours, I'd be crying uh, like crazy. The revolving door ain't working no more. It never did in the first place, okay? And the number is dropping like a like a like a bowling ball heaved from the top of the Sears Tower. Can't believe Dave said Sears and Roebuck. That was bad. When I said Brian Sears, mm -hmm. I guess he couldn't resist it. In fact, the Sears uh, on the Eaton Center, where it has the big sign that says Sears, that used to be Eaton's department store, now it's Sears. Two summers ago, that somebody crossed out on a sign that said SARS Center. That was bad. That's funny. And it was not funny, and it was not a good idea. And they killed him, I think. Anyway, 4 in the afternoon, we got uh, Mad Dog comes out. He goes from a .5 to a 2.9. It's a pretty good increase, but 2.9 for the Mad Dog. Well, that's not easy following transmitter maintenance. Across the street, they highly tell. Now, what time is LeBastard on, Josh? Is he on 4? 4 to 7. So what's on at 3? Still uh, the booster? Yeah, he goes, well, he goes till 3, I believe. And what's on 3 to 4? I, I have no idea. Oh, come on now. Maybe he goes to four. I, I don't know their exact schedule. I, you guys are so out of out of the loop, man. You're out of the fruit loop. Three to four, whatever it is, it sucks because they got a one-two. And we got a, uh, no, I'm sorry, four to, no, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. Four to seven. You got Danny Boy LeBastard against the Mad Dog. No contest. Four o'clock, we got a two-nine. They got a one-three. Five o'clock, we got a three-eight. That's our biggest hour outside of this show. Uh, and they got a 2-3, 3-8 to a 2-3, and at 6 o'clock, just barely edging them out, 2-5 to a 2-3. But Danny LeBastard, boy, he's got three sucky hours there, 1-3, 2-3, three, three, and a 2-3. Those, those suck. Forgot, oh, he's so entertaining, and he's so, uh, you know, he's young, and he's hip, and he's cool. Yeah. Cool as an elephant's fart, okay? He's about as cool as Joyce's underbelly. 7 o'clock at night, oh, the, these numbers we got. Now, they, they got at night, 7 to midnight, they got a 1-7, a 2.8, a 2-7, a 2-2, and then an 0.5. Our 7 to midnight, we got all our numbers except one start with a Oh, Oh, man, 7 Panthers. We love the Panthers. So even as much as the Marlin numbers suck, they're going to be a big increase in there in the uh, spring book. Which, by the way, Boogie is 1 to 4. I thought he was 1 to 3. Well, 3 to 4, he's doing a 1-2. Well, there you go. Nothing great, but we got a point five. So what the, who the hell are we to talk about it? 
So basically, Boog is stuck in wind over there, but at least he beats the revolving door two to four, which is a horrendous idea. It's unacceptable. It's unprofessional. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating and degrading. But in that article with Barry Jack, now wait a minute. I think I skipped that. Let me go back to that again. How could I skip that? Uh, yeah. The downside for 790 is that having Dolphins rights did not give the station a significant carryover effect in 2006, and they still sucked in the fall book, too, by the way, Barry. Bell, that's Clara Bell, said WQM's 2 to 4 p.m. slot will be filled shortly. That, 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 that. Moving Maddox back to 2 is one possibility because Jim has demonstrated a real ability to hold Roger's audience. I'd like him to be on 2 to 7 p.m. I don't think he'd agree to that, said Joe, going, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. And then it says, we thought there would be a blizzard in South Florida before the day came that Mandy started having guests, and then he's going to have Lee Corso on. Well, so he might have a few of them on, but not, he's definitely not going to have Ira Windbag on, I hope. The day that Mad Dog has Ira Windbag on, that'll be the day he loses my uh, allegiance. He won't do it. So, so there they are. Read them and weep, baby. Did I, oh, did I mention our nighttime, 7 to midnight, 0.6, 1.3 at 8 o'clock, a 0.9, 0.7, and 0.3. So from 11 till one, at night till 1 in the morning, we got a 0.3 and a 0. Oh, my. God, I just want to kill somebody. Don't you? Well, yeah, somebody. A couple when of names. Joyce comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a $50, 50 trillion dollar lawsuit I'm filing at 4 o'clock this afternoon uh, against her in court in Naples and also hiring a hitman. I'd be real, real cautious next time I started my car, Joyce. Uh, you know, it's not a threat. It's just, uh, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, out loud. I'd be yeah, real, no. real nervous every time I got out of that car. I kind of like keep one leg dangling outside the door. 756 votes on our very, very intellectual poll today. What one word is the worst thing you can call somebody, but we're not allowing any Joyce words like minge. A-hole, 141. Coward, 113. Fag, 87. Republican, 81. Slut, 57, Joyce. Slut. Retarded, 46, Joyce. Moron, 30. Moron's got 30. About 30, man. Joyce. Hypocrite, 28. Bitch, 28, Joyce. Schmuck, 23. Cow, 19. I don't know if she's fat. Cheapskate, 19. Pig, 18. Pansy, and a nice going Eric, very straight. He, got, he turned the Z into an S. Like that. Pansy, 13. Putz, 12. Tub, 11. Troll, 11. What's wrong with troll, man? What's wrong with being a merry old troll? Well, even old King Cole was a merry old troll, wasn't he? Yeah. Who used That's to hear music by Nat King. Troll. Whore, 10. Gross, 4. Slob, 3. And Geek's only got one. Yeah, Geek's okay. I mean, if you're a geek, you probably know you're a geek. Wouldn't right. you agree with that? Sure. Like that kid we were talking about yesterday. Way worse things to be. Huh? Way worse things to be. Yeah, like all the other ones on our list, evidently. So there are your, uh, you know. Now, what did I do with these other things here? The coast in midday has got a 7.4 share. Unprecedented in history. In fact, you know the interesting part of it? Uh, in the morning, they, they, they obviously got some wire diaries all along. Because in the morning, they're all of a sudden tied for sixth with a 4.3. But for some strange reason... They got this huge goose in middays, the coast, WFLC, with a 7.4 share. Does any, and, oh, and I didn't even see this, 2 to 4, they got a 6.9. They're number one. And then afternoon drive, they take a little dive. They go to number four. So they got nothing but wire diaries over there on the coast because nobody listens to the coast. Nobody. Except in orifices, you know. Maybe they put all the diaries with people that work in, like, Dennis orifices, you think? Possible. The one good thing we got going for us is that we had the guy calling yesterday. It's got, you know, what do you say? He's got a family of 87 illegal aliens there, and they all got diaries in, right. like in April. Maybe we can make a little bounce back in April with his help, with his assistance. We can only hope. I'll sacrifice a chicken. So Miguel sent me a, uh, he emailed me a picture of Roxy Bernstein, who looks extremely Jewish and extremely ugly, and I emailed that back to Miguel. Well, Very Jewish. What? Bernstein, pretty sure. 
That's a hint. You know, you, you just, you just, I think too much time in Brandon affected your brain. <laughs> Like, like there was a doubt that he was Jewish with a name like. Well, Roxy you're like Bunchy. I just saw a picture of him. Like, like I don't know, like I don't know my Jewish names. Like like an old yid like me doesn't know my Jewish names. Bernstein. We were just talking about Stan Bergstein, and like I bet you Stan is Jewish too. Like he and Spencer Ross had during the George Levy Memorial Pace, and they were eating homentosh, and it was right at Purim time. Mm-hmm. And Stan said, "You don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Levy," and they both cracked up, and it just uh, almost lost it. It was it was good, it was a great moment, great racing moment at the Roosevelt Raceway. Now, here's a, here's a little piece of trivia for you. When I lived in Pembroke Lakes, you know, the corner of Taft and Hiatus there? Know it well. Is where I used to live, and they got the tennis court there and a the whole deal? Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. My landlord in my apartment, I had a nice uh, two-level, uh, it wasn't a townhouse, but it was a nice place. And my landlord, the family, owned the property that Roosevelt Raceway was on. So they were obviously had a few bucks. And then, of course, they, they tore the track down. They built, like, uh, condominiums there. or, or Yeah, I think condos. Isn't that interesting uh, trivia? Okay. I mean, not not real interesting, but like mildly, uh, you know, something you didn't know before. Right. I didn't know harness racing, but I'll take it. No, that Roosevelt Raceway was harness racing only. Oh. It was a beautiful place. They used to have a, a in the infield, they had a separate tote board for each horse. In other words, each number, one, two, uh, had a, a, its own tote board. And it would show you the minimum and maximum that the horse would pay to place in show before the race. It was really and exactly what it would pay to win. It was a stand. Of course, you know who used to call the races at Roosevelt Raceway? No, who? Jackie Lee. Oh. <laughs> oh. Neurotic Jackie Lee. Remember, he was sending me those postcards. No, that was the guy goes back to IOD. And then I had the displeasure of meeting Jackie Lee at Pompano Park a couple mm-hmm. of times. I think he called on the air once too. Did he really? Yeah, to defend himself. He he was the Mo Howard David of a race calling. Make no mistake about it. Same same person, only with glasses. Big Elton John like glasses. Jackie Lee. And he wanted me to help him get the job at Pompano calling the races. And I said, no way. Go away. No way. He really bugged me. He was, uh, I think we got some word to describe him on that poll that they were taking. I don't want to say which one. I think it's toward the top. A 10-year-old Coral Springs girl will not be allowed to sing a controversial President Bush bashing ballad at her high school talent show after her principal deemed it inappropriate and too political. I think my maid, uh, oh, now I can see something. Uh-oh. I, I, you know, I don't understand. It's just like my mother. Why is it that people come into your home and they move things around? You know, in other words, I have stuff where I want it. There isn't any reason why she had to move this damn lamp. Hey, I'm they know myself, better than you. I must be going blind here. I can't see it. And I uh-huh. realize the lamp was over like off on the side there. Well, what do you know about furniture arranging? Yeah, that's true. The song Dear Mr. President, performed and co-written by the singer Pink, mm-hmm. criticizes the president for the war in Iraq and other policies, including his stance on gay rights. Parent Nancy Shul says her daughter Molly should be lauded for choosing lyrics that are full of substance rather than pop music fluff. She said the principal's band sends a bad message and violates her daughter's right to free speech. Just like Zoe Zaza, we ought to send somebody a message. If this was a student, see, that's driven by Wally Hennessy, by the way. Joey Zaza. Right. If there's a horse named Joey Zaza, okay? I hate to break the news to you. A pretty good one, too, as a matter of fact. Driven by your good buddy. Hey, Wally, how's it going, eh? If this was a student singing a pro-administration song, nobody would quibble with it, Shul said. The principal's just running a scare and doesn't want to upset any parents. You, she has got her thumb right on it, man. Right. The principal of Park Springs Elementary, Camille Pontillo, could not be reached for comment yesterday. In an email provided by the mother, Pontillo explained that the song Molly chose to sing is a political song and does use the word hell in it. Oh, oh, I wonder, I bet you Joyce knows this broad. A Broward County School District official said the principal has every right to determine what music her students should hear at a school function, a function at your junction. 
This is a fifth grade student that wants to perform a song filled with lyrics about drug use, war, abortion, gay rights, and profanity, said district spokeswoman Nadine Drew. This is an elementary school that includes kindergartners and pre-K students. The song does not mention abortion, and the profanity mentioned is the word hell. The drug use refers to Bush's alleged conduct before he became president. Some of the lyrics are, what kind of father would take his own daughter's rights away? What kind of father might have hate his own daughter if she were gay? I can only imagine what the first lady has to say. You've come a long way from whiskey and cocaine. Another portion criticizes Bush for the war. How do you sleep while the rest of us cry? How do you dream when the mother has no chance to say goodbye? I, I think she ought to get a... Uh, this is a ten-year-old girl. This is the original version. Oh. You're interested. Oh, that's pink? Yeah, it is pink. You've seen it then, huh? I, I've seen a few, and guess what? Most of them were pink, but... This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <laughs> hey. Absolutely. Oh, two at 560. Speaking about uh, f bombs. Atrocities. Yeah, they, they, yeah, there's an atrocity right there. That's, boy, every time I see him, I say a few f bombs. Anyway, uh, just one final thought on these ratings. Yeah. In the morning, five to seven a.m. in men in our target demo were number twelve. Uh, five to seven. Seven to ten a.m. were number eighteen. Seven to ten a.m. The Humper. <laughs> <laughs> number the Ocho. That was. Funny. Oh. Uh, ten to two were number three. Two to four were number twenty-eight. Out of, thir- out of 30, uh, four stations listed, we're number 28 between 2 and 4. Nice going, Joe, baby. You came in here, man, like a like a whirling dervish, like a pile of elephant manure. 4 to 7, we drop, uh, we're at number 15. Make a little bit of a recovery there, 15. So 12, 18th, 28th, and 15th, and we're number 3. I'll take it, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll take it. I mean, it would be nice to have everybody doing real well, because then we get some extra bonus money, so it's not like an ego trip. Now, we need to find out from the audience about that uh, crossover at 10. We've taken a poll on that, but, of course, they just they just kiss ass when they get on the poll, you know. Right. We need for them to analyze whether we should continue with that or take George's advice and get rid of it. Or it started at 10 till and ended at 10. They're not going to start it at 10 till because their last break is always late, because they got those important uh, phoners, Look, you know, with Iowa you, Windbag you know, and with, uh, huh? The breaks can be whenever they want them to be. Not on that show. On this show, yes. On that show, no. On this show, we end at 2 o'clock. You, you could set the atomic clock by when my last bit ends and when we say bye, bye, bye. Am I right? Yeah. You can see the, the, the second hand coming up to the top of the hour. Maybe maybe leaving maybe five seconds for you to drop in something like you fair or something like that, right? Something cute like I those, those guys yeah. can tell time. Yeah, we can tell time on this show. 
But uh, the morning show, they always, in fact, back in the old days when the worst team was on, they, they almost never got out on time. And then somebody and Robert would come around and, oh, they're going to be two minutes over. They had a long interview. You know, the interview goes as long as the amount of time you've got. That's the way it works on a real radio station, on a real radio show, you know? No, I don't understand that concept. Unless you're Howard Sperm and you go on until midnight, you know, because your ego isn't uh, fluffed up enough yet. Because they don't have their $250 million worth yet. I don't know about that thousand votes on the poll. If we don't get it, I might not come back Monday. I'll tell you that. I might just lay out as a way of protest. Of course, i got a lot of legal work to do my $45 billion lawsuit against Joyce. we got the 783. Well, that's close to 800, but, boy, we, we need to get way, uh, we need to get like 850 by, uh, no, 900 by 1 o'clock, don't we? Or else. To be on the safe side. Come on now. I need a little oral assistance here. I'm sorry. Won't get any help there. 783. Need a little enthusiastic support on that. Okay, to cross over or to cross dress? That's our on the air poll today. Five, your thoughts? Five, six, seven. Of course, we do have some people that have a tutu, so it's speaking of cross dress. What kind of a name is that for a dog? <laughs> oh, Dr. Uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu. He, he always just impressed me as kind of a silly guy, you know? Yes, oh, I like that. I like that outfit he wears. You know, those purple robes and all. It reminds me. Reminds me of a dark-complected Reverend Schuler there from the Crystal Cathedral. You know, Reverend Schuler. Oh yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. We got Geldy at two. Mad Dog from the quarter deck and Sunrise at four. And then the Marlin crap. I mean, the Marlins and the Cardinals. See, why do we have to have a pregame show? Is that part of the package? Is that on the? Do the affiliates carry the uh, pregame show, Josh? What do you mean? The other stations on the Marlin Radio Network, do they carry the pregame show? I don't know. Well, that, that would be something interesting to find out. Because I think we need the pregame show like we need hemorrhoids. Although, probably the reason we do that is because it's half hour. They can stick some more spots in there to try That's to right. defray all the money we're losing well, on the Marlins broadcast. Correct. Rights. There are many sponsors in the pregame Right. Program. So, like I said, we're sure not going to drop that off. Because we've got to get back some of that uh, zillions of dollars we're losing. Although, we're not losing nearly as much on that as they are across the street on the Dolphin thing. Oh, Man, they lost $3.5 million in the first year broadcasting the Dolphins. That, that's, that's according to their very own internal uh, people saying that. I have it on very good authority. Uh, the same authority that, by the way, told me that Joyce is trying to sandbag this show. Bitch. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep the crossover and F Joyce, that cross-dressing bitch. Okay, very well said. Touched all the bases there, man. It's a home run. Inside the park, but nevertheless. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM crossover line. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, it's WQAM. Hello. You have a picture of me? Yeah, we got a picture. Yeah, it looks like a crap. Looks like somebody left a mess behind. QAM. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes. Neil. Yep. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'd like to celebrate the fifth of May by singing the uh, Mexican national anthem. Well, go right ahead. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, the, I think a lot of less people would have been PO'd about that whole thing singing in Spanish if they would have kept the lyrics the same. It wasn't just the fact that they were singing the national anthem in Espanol, but they changed the lyrics. They just kind of like made up their own uh, to say song. what Mexicans are great. Everyone should yeah. own one. Viva, viva taca, viva la taca, and uh, take a good taca. I don't know what they were saying. I, I don't know what it was. But they changed the lyrics all around. So it's not even the same song in any language. So I think that's what... Although, quite frankly, most of the people that worry about stuff like that are just a bunch of bigots anyway. Sing it in English. Blah, 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 you know. yarn, yarn, you know. yarn. This this should be our biggest problem. Do like they do in Montreal, baby. Uh, sing the an old Canada in half in French and half in English and piss everybody off. Wee, wee, wee. Frog, yeah, frog, wee, wee. frog. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Uh, yeah. I love the crossover. Definitely keep the crossover. Okay. And 
call me obsessed, but I I gotta have fart sounds back. I I miss it when you used to do heavy duty. Heavy duty? How huh? well I may be doing that, but you're not gonna hear it. I I listen that I got that one bit. In fact, I wish I wish I see I I can't play it. Hey there. If you are suffering from Montezuma's revenge or bound up from too much gaso dip, here's a new product that is right up your a-hole. It's an laxative that will clean your pipes like nobody's business. Yeah, Mexlax. And if you listen, it's got it doesn't have just farting sounds. It's got like like hippo fart, like like Hankwood fart. You know, just, <laughs> how would that be? Well, loud. And in fact, you gotta listen see. to it on. Listen to it. Turn off your mic and listen to it in queue. Mexlax. Yeah, yeah. And come back and let us know when you're through. No, no, I, I, I'm serious. You can't Turn hear that. Turn off your microphone. What? You know, seriously, I'm giving Josh authority right now to shoot him. When it gets to about 12.15, just blow his brains out if you can find him. He is just hard-ass. I told you, that's the only word to describe him. He's just a hard-ass little spick. C. Yeah, C is right. <laughs> I heard him. Did you hear him? <laughs> You know, he's going to open that at the wrong time, and then you're going to have to dump it, okay? Well, I got my hand on the button. Yeah, I bet you do. It's, it's, it's only like a 38-second bit or something like that, so I don't know And I can hear it. I can hear it, you know. Look, yeah. Those were talk about a Talk about a blast from the past. Those were those were those sounds like when the air is letting out of a balloon. Yeah. That's all that was. Out of a uh, big balloon. <clears throat> out of one of the big helium balloons like uh, Gildy <laughs> talks through. Wow. Uh, see, I'd love to play that. And, of course, we used to play that in the air all the time. Mm -hmm. there, there's a spot for um, some drugstore. I don't know if it's Shoppers Drug Mart whatever. There's a TV spot here. And they say, do you want to buy your uh, prescriptions at the same place where you buy children's toys? And they show a little a doll. And, a, and, and the doll is a farting doll. And sure. there's a fart sound in the middle of a spot they, for a drugstore. They have toys that make fart yeah, sounds. Yeah, that make farting sounds. Yeah, that make farting sounds. But according to Joyce, who's trying to sabotage this show, uh -huh. I'm going to tell you right now, that I, and you may think I'm joking about that $400 trillion lawsuit, uh -huh. but the, this stuff's going to hit the fan. Look, nothing else makes sense either. When you think, like, because we've had this discussion about these words and how can anybody make such a ruling? Right. That, like, that's what, right. Where's the logic? Where's the What precedent? she's trying to do is basically sandbag this show so, to try to assure that we fail, to try to drive those numbers down. And, and, you know, they're down, although they weren't really all that bad, especially compared to the rest of this joint. But she's succeeding, and I think she needs to be sued, either sued or fired or both. And if I had an agent, a lawyer that had any balls at all, instead of just uh, whining, well, oh, Joyce, you know, instead of that, he would uh, take some action about it. He he would make some he would rattle his spear. I'll tell you who's uh, agent we need to get, and that's Moe's. Man, that guy, he didn't put up with any crap. He damn near got your ass fired, as a matter of fact. That's right. No, I'm serious. He I may wonder, have been a bastard, but boy, he sure as hell didn't. I mean, he kept that well, he little part on his stuff. For, huh? He knew his stuff. Yeah, he knew his crap, man. He knew how to get the rattle their cage real good. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQM, the once great uh, voice. The voice. You know the voice I'm talking about? That's the voice, and you'll be hearing it at two again. The revolving dough, two to four, with fractions less than... At three o'clock in the afternoon, a oh. point five. I looked at that, and I sat here in a chair, and I started to make the same sounds you just heard on that next last bit. Oh, good God. My stomach was rumbling and grumbling, and my, my armpits were, like, flapping. I, I, I just can't believe it. How, how is it possible? It's one thing to have nobody listening at midnight, you know, if the diary's been fallen out in the right place, and people go to bed early, whoever they are. But at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, to be doing a Ow! 0.5, that's enough to make a grown man cry. <laughs> if you love voting, you go out and spend a ton of money and buy you a vote, and then the headaches really start. Here's the smart thing to do. Call Club Nautico instead. 
at 1-800-VOTE-RENT right now. Why pay the incredible expenses of owning a vote and boy, go through all the uh, grief when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club today, Club Nautico. Call 1-800-VOTE-RENT. I mean, we've got the whole summer coming up. You might as well be out there and enjoying the weather and having a great time. But don't do it the stupid way by buying. Call 1-800-VOTE-RENT. You'll be surprised just how easy it is. No docking costs. No expensive upkeep. No insurance. No hurricane preparation. God forbid. With the boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable. Call 1-800-VOTE-RENT. No getting the boat ready. Club Nautico does it all for you. No cleaning up either. They take care of that as well. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat, go have a great time, and when you're done pulling to the dock, get off and hop away. It's that easy. Club Nautico, 1-800-VOTE-RENT. They take care of all the grief and the work and the other stuff, and you just have a great time. From unlimited voting to pay-as-you-go small boats all the way up to yacht charters, these are the folks you want to talk to. Club Nautico. Call 1-800-VOTE-RENT. Let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget, whatever you be needing. Get on the water today with our friends at Club Nautico by calling toll-free 1-800-VOTE-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. Oh. to be filed at 4 p.m. this afternoon in court in Naples, Florida, against Joyce the Bitch. I just found out. All right. 12, 17 at 560 WQM. So, so far, we've had two uh, calls, keep the crossover, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. And the phone is as dead as a doornail. I expected that today, so I got a pretty good pile. Excellent. No, it's not excellent. I don't want to, like, uh, go through all of that work. Not when we're following a 1-9, you know, at 9 o'clock. What is it, 1-9 or 1-6? Whatever it was. It's just, I, huh? 1-6. Oh, that's right. It's, one, it's easy to remember because we got a 6-1 and it was a 1-6. Just turn the numbers around. I mean, we got numbers now, man. I wouldn't wish on uh, Osama Yamama. I wouldn't wish him on the Bush family or Ann Coulter. And that, that, that I think, says it all. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. You know, we're trying to tap your brain, but, of course, a lot of people out there, is, the search goes on. <laughs> oh, man, the brain drain in South Florida. It's, it's an ugly thing. So did you listen to that bit, right? Yes. Just, it's just balloons. The air being yeah. let out of balloons. Is that what it is? Helium yeah. balloons. That's right. I see. Well, I want to burst your bobble, but don't play it. No. WQAM, hello. Heavy duty. Yeah. Sounds like your air effects for T's, pal. WQAM, hello. Neil, good afternoon, buddy. Yes, sir. Um, trying to grab a hold of you yesterday, but I couldn't. Uh, just to let you in on what a somber day it was uh, yesterday for America after losing an icon like Earl Woods. And, uh, and besides, uh, I, I beg your pardon, an icon like Earl Woods? 
Like Tiger Woods' daddy? Yeah, and we lost. And to top it off, we're probably losing the Marlins to Hanalia. Imagine how that day went. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you got your uh, priorities all straightened out. Miguel, by the way, we call him uh, a little later on. Maybe you guys can go to dinner at uh, La Carreta. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I just don't have time for that crap in my life. You know, that's one of the one of the of many reasons I'm not there and refuse to be. I just have no time for such garbage. Five six seven. Come on, let's get these phones smoking, man. We're trying to get like a little bit of input from these bastards, like like that, like the QM uh, sales department. And I, you know, tell Chris he's a nice guy, but I'm I'm tired of hearing about it. this one's going. Uh, yeah, look, enough already. Bring in whoever you're going to bring in. Get your ducks in a row, which is the 400 time I've said that today, and do something already, will you? He keeps telling me, well, there's more coming, and better beep, better boop, better boop. Well, good, just do it. Make something happen. Make it happen. You know, the other guy, his big claim to fame is he let Mo go early, January 13. He was supposed to be around till March something, a couple of months early. Quite frankly, in retrospect, it was it was a bad move, you know. At least we had at least then we had motor kick around, you know. Now now what do we got? Now we got <laughs> kicking around a flea bag. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, in honor of the Heat who finally show up for work. Could you play that that put the ball in the basket? I'll think about it. It's boring stuff. Yeah. Oh, five six seven oh five sixty. Uh, call up uh, Geldy and see if he'll play it. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, i got a couple of things. Uh, this is a little mundane, but uh, Yum uh, Corporation owns KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, and A&W. It's not owned by Pepsi anymore. That's why you see them all springing up together. We actually have A&W here. I don't know if there's any in South Florida anymore, but we got them yeah, here. Been around a lot of them are getting in with KFC and stuff. They've kind of been rejuvenated. Oh, but uh, as far as the crossover, uh, Tank struggles a little bit in that. I like to just go right to your show and, and the good stuff, and I could do without uh, the 15 minutes of Hank telling us who he had dinner with. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks. There's a guy I don't like the name dropping. Okay, it's one thing to drop your pants; it's another thing to drop all those names. I don't. Know. No, I, I just—it's not that I don't enjoy the crossover. I just think it's uh, counterproductive. And George is screaming like a child that it's just very uh, negatory that our yeah, people want to tune in at 10. And I, I think you got a good point. It's not my point. I tune it out anyway, so it's, you know. We don't care what you tune. You don't get any I know, diaries, exactly. okay, mister? That's the point Dear I'm trying diary. to make here. George, don't get one. That's the bottom That's line. That's right. I don't care so what you do. care what you listen to. If we For, uh, it up to you. Exactly. It ain't me, babe. Even though that's what you always say. It, it is you. Isn't it him, Josh? Yeah, it's him. WQAM. Hello. Neil God. Yes, sir. Um, on the crossover, I, I think it's uh, usually good, and sometimes it's great, and uh, it's really? what turned me on to Hank in the first place, and, you know, George is an idiot. I mean, you know. When he yeah, who the hell is he to be picking on poor fat Hank? You know, kick a guy when he's down, when he's got crappy numbers. You know, we still exactly. got him, still okay. Yeah, so uh, I listen to NPR <laughs> in the morning, but now I start listening to a little bit of Hank, but if I hear George come on, sorry, I turn off the radio. Well, there, there you go. Keep it up. George says, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. See ya. Now, don't be sorry. You're entitled to your opinion. A lot of people hate George like poison and wish that something horrible would happen to him. Uh, of course, it already, it already has, yes. <laughs> We'd pick, pick one. Five, six, we got over 800 votes on the pool. I think we got a little bit of a shot now. I just, my, I, my bowels twitched. I'm not sure what that means. I sure hope not like yesterday morning. Wow, that was, that was a defining moment in my life. Several moments. 833 votes. Now, what do you think? What do we need by the top of the hour? Nine something? I think if we can get to 900 by 1 o'clock, I think there's a uh, real, we got a good shot. Remember, Jimmy Johnson said we got a shot. Look what happened to those teams. Man, do they suck or what? 
There's a guy, you know, like Wayne says, you know, I, I don't want to be a guy that says one thing and all that other crap. There's a guy that talked a big game, and Shula was done, and the game passed him by, and blah, blah, blah. And then they put him in there, and he sucked wind, man. You really sucked, Jimmy. Just get go back out of the keys, get back on your big expensive boat, which I'm sure he don't rent that one. I'm sure he owns it. And just have a wonderful time. And then go back there on those NFL things, because I don't watch those anyway. Hey, he had some good how, flicked up how here, many though. guys does it take to do the pregame and halftime shows? How many does it take? About 30, man. See, I just don't understand that. You know, what, you know what it reminds me of? It's like the talking head shows on CNN, MSNBC. Uh, well, my panel. I, it's like the Larry King made my panel. Oh, and that was another great thing <laughs> on, the, on the South Park episode. Not only Geraldo, but Larry King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hunchback Larry with the suspenders and those glasses. <laughs> oh, that was a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. But it wasn't as funny as you said it was. <coughs> now, I will say this. Uh, opposite that, when you watch Last Days, yeah, which I spent a ton of money to send it to you, when you watch Last Days, you'll say, oh, it is as bad as Neil said. You'll just say, oh, it absolutely lives up to its uh, billing. Boy, I can't wait. No, I, I'm serious. You you will watch it, and you, when you get to the scene where they show the still shot of the front of that house and through the window, and you can just barely see he's walking back and forth inside, or who knows what the hell he's doing. It, it makes no difference. And the scene goes on, and, and then there's a scene of the leaves blowing in the wind. You know, it's just and mm-hmm. there's nothing happening. It's just, and you want to blow your brains out. It makes you relate to Kurt Cobain. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, so good afternoon. Good afternoon, dear. I actually thought George had a good idea, because I oh. love the crossover. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm not, like, maybe I'm 15 years younger than the you guys combined uh, whippersnapper right oh come yeah, on you know I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still in your demographic you know I'm okay not, thank god and uh and actually i once got a diary but um, the point is that if you started the 10 of 10 i know it's 10 minutes but you're in the studio your own studio in toronto anyway well, i'm here at 8 30 in the morning every exactly morning. so i think that george's point you do the crossover 10 of 10 i'll tune in Instead of listening to a repeat, and that's right, Hank is the one that needs the assistance of my big numbers there, my audience tuning into the Humper. Ex- yes, and and Orlando, you know, I remember the other day he played a tape from Orlando's show, and uh, yeah. who the hell knows what that was from? Uh, I, from I didn't bother to listen to it, you know, because yeah. he had to catch a plane. Yeah, it's not a knock on Hank. I love him, yeah, it but is. it well, it is, you know, and it's it's partial. <laughs> Well, no, right. I mean, I love him, too, but that doesn't mean he doesn't do things that sometimes piss me off, yeah, like no, you know, putting, putting dead air on for 10 or 15 minutes because he's got to go here or go there. Yeah, you know something? If he would have said, i got to leave, if they would have said to me, would you go on 10 minutes early, I would have rather done the 10 minutes myself extra at the same price as opposed to following the big O with some tape caca from the, the really? day before. You know? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're, well, then you're a hell of an employee. employee no, it's, it's not just that. I mean, it's, it's called self-preservation. I wasn't doing it for the station. I'm doing it for my own benefit, man. I don't want to follow dead air. Yeah, exactly. So if he wants to bail out, fine. Let him go. If he wants I to leave a quarter to ten every day, I don't care. I'll come out a quarter to ten. George's idea, ten to ten, and he's and he's he's right because I remember once listening. I was driving around and. You had uh, with the Supreme Court tapes, I mean, very important, you know, the Gore decisions yeah. six years ago. So you went 40 minutes without a commercial. And now you had to make up those breaks along the way. Right. And if somebody's invested in radio stocks and done fairly well with them, uh, I mean, it's just logical. You are the most popular person in the market. I'm not saying that to kiss your butt. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. It's and anyway. so... 
why not just go 10 to 10 and then you go right through? Well, I think we're going to extend that olive branch to, the, to his people. We'll have our people talk to his people, and uh, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> in fact, show up on uh, Monday at 2, we're doing 2 to 4. Thanks, Sounds like thanks, something pal. Norman Kent would do. Oh, no, it makes too much sense for him to do it. Thanks a lot, pal. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, this guy's covered all the bases. That's a good guy. That guy really knows his crap, you know. No, I'm serious. Even if he did sound in the back. He, Huh? He's not a little fuck tongue, but he didn't know what he was talking about. Why, why do you always have to do that? I mean, he's not a broadcaster like the professional people we got, you know. What? I'm jealous. I wish I was drunk at uh, 1230 in the he afternoon. He didn't sound... Did he sound drunk to you, George, uh, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it's Cinco de Mayo. He's got an excuse. Yeah, hey, that's right. Uh, maybe maybe off a few uh, margaritas, man. Maybe a few uh, green uh, purple lizards. Yeah. You know, if... He... <laughs> I've heard of Mex Tex, but Mex Lax... <laughs> In fact, I think that's what you need, is Mex-Tex. You won't use the Mex-Lax. And then they had a big thing on CNN this morning about the Mexican food, the real Mexican food, as opposed to what you won't find this at Taco Bell. There's not a damn thing wrong with Taco Bell, okay? I like Taco Bell. I like Taco Bell. I'm glad you inspired me to go there yesterday. Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I like Taco Bell a lot. Right. Yeah, that's what it says at the end of that disgusting bit. Hey, what's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long? How about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate? on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System. And to make things even better, you can get this fabulous system from Royce Air and Heat. These are people you really want to do business with because they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three generations. People you know are going to do a super job. As a Carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction. And that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning, and now have come up with a Carrier Infinity System that actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself for maximum efficiency. And to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioner, we want you to join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Here's how that deal works. Twice a year, they come to your home, they inspect and tune up your system. You'll enjoy, if you have any kind of problems, you'll enjoy priority same-day service and 10% off any needed repairs to all of this. All of these things. For just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity System with Puron or make damn sure you have peace of mind all year long with the Comfort Club, either way, make the smart choice to stay cool and comfortable, the Royce Choice. And boy, I'm going to tell you, man, it's already, it's, it's summertime in South Florida. I'm looking at those temperatures, man, and you just wait. You ain't see nothing yet. Call Royce Aaron Heat toll-free and tell them that old Neil told you to call 1-800-377-0075. 1-800-377-0075. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Bread them and say cheese. <laughs> 560 WQAM presents How in the World Do These People Keep Their Jobs with Rennie Morvan. Hello, this is Rennie Morvan. Here to tell you about people who are driving this for whole radio. And you better listen carefully because I'm big and strong. It's my imposing foodie that keeps my job. People are afraid to fire me because I got big muscles. I'm big and strong. I'm like intimidating. I don't have to know what, what, what's happening because I can intimidate people into issuing me a check. No matter how embarrassing I sound. Now, over here at the main control room, let me show you how it works. First thing we do is turn up the monitor speaker to focus only on the thing that matters most important in life. Boy, they want to talk about nuclear bomb testing anywhere in Nevada. Boring. Let's talk about baseball, baseball, baseball. Whoa, what a game. Wee. Yo, Lenny. Yes, Mr. Wee. Oh, just call me Greg. Yeah, I'm just a consultant now. Okay, well, what do you want, Greg? I mean, let me do it. I'm important to And now look, why don't you lean on that call button? Mm-hmm. 
Should I do that? Why, sure. I'm consulting you. Okay. That's why sports is very important to everyone's life. Not that sports is gay. It redefines gayness. Sports is like the VIP rooms in the back of the Wacom Club, where men would tweet to see Ida Fly and think they're very, very quiet outside the occasional club. Are they just talking about nuclear threats in there? Well, I'm banging my pipe. Here. Uh, uh, uh. What are they going to do about it? They know I'm going to kick their ass. Here. That's what to fire me. I'll kick your ass. Come on. Don't you my man, boy, to make I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your ass. Why not, Lenny? What a set of pipes, huh? I'll kick your ass. Right. So anyway, I'm changing the pool. I just faxed mm-hmm. the new one to Eric. Okay. I know we've done this before, not that long ago either, but I, I just, I don't know, see these numbers come out, and it's just, uh, you know, it's called self-preservation. What's your take on the Hank Neal crossover at 10? That's the new poll. Here are the choices. Maybe I'll let something out. Oh, how about I hate this poll? Well, we can add on after Eric puts this sure. up, baby. I'm sure Eric will have it up there faster than you can shake a lamb's tail. Get rid of it. I hate it. I love it. Don't stop. It's getting ponderous. Started at 9.50 until 10. It's okay, or I don't listen to it. Those are my... I'll tell you, I do pull, man. That's what I'm I heard. Pull man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my area secret. of expertise. I am the pull man. I hear, hear you don't tease either. Right. Speaking of pink. So anyway, that's the new poll. We'll get it. Now, here's the last uh, thing on the other one. 843 votes. It's not bad. What one word is the worst thing you can call someone other than Joyce words, okay? And, of course, we know the Joyce words like see you next time, stuff like that. That's bad. And Joyce. Or if you see K. A-hole, 152. Republican, 121. Coward, 119. Fag, 96. You fairy. Slut, 59. Retarded, 47. Hypocrite, 32. Moron, 32. Bitch, bit, bitch. See, I couldn't even say it. Bitch, 28. Schmuck, 25. Cow, 20. Cheapskate, 20. Whore, 18. Pig, 18. Pansy, 13. Putz, 12. Tub, 11. What a tub. Troll, 11. Gross, 4. Slob, 3. And Geek, 2. What about a gross slob geek? What oh, about a gross, huh? What about a gross slob pansy geek? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> See, we could have put a mixed and matched Especially a bunch of bag. I beg your pardon? I said, how are you doing? So I'm sure that Eric is working on it right now. Let's see if he's got it. Not, not yet. Not quite. I don't think he'd be that fast. Well, the reason I uh, put some of that on there is here's a fact that says, I love your show and I like Hank's show. Oh, I love your show and I like Hank's show. See that? I hadn't noticed. But I find, see, I notice even the small, the minutiae, like Bob oh, Green used to say, well, you know, we're all worried about the minutiae. But I find the crossover to be ponderous. Maybe you need to do a poll about people's opinion on the crossover. Well, we did one some while, not, not that long ago, but what's wrong with this? And we can keep it on there all weekend, and Monday morning we'll look at it and decide whether we want to do it anymore. I mean, we don't want to, like, hurt Hank's feelings or something, but uh, the bottom line is, you know, this is a business. This is not a fraternity. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. It's a sports bar with a microphone. I'm sorry, like I said. So, you know, it would be one thing. You're taking us very personal. Yeah, it's not personal, it's business. But we'll see. We'll see what happens if and when Eric gets this new one. And, of course, it's going to take a few minutes because I just I just faxed him that thing. It'll take him a, a second or two. You know how fast he is. WQAM, hello. Yo, Neil God. Uh, yes, sir. For the poll. Creepy. Creepy? Yeah, nobody likes to be called creepy. Oh, you mean for the... Well, that, that poll's over with. Now, I don't understand. Do you understand? No. Well, the other poll is done. I just got through reading the final result. I said, we're putting up a new poll, and this guy's calling it. I mean, I don't want to say, and you'll notice recently, one thing I've stopped doing, and I'm very proud of myself for doing it. I stopped doing the building polls. I, I don't know. Oh. You know he, now, listen to me. Even the lunatics I would rather hear than hear, oh, I got one for the poll. No, 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 you don't. I, I just, I can't handle that anymore. To me, that's not doing a radio show. 
That, that's just that's just crap. Pure, unadulterated crap is what it is. Hey, Annie, I got one for you, Paul. Crap. I mean, I'm not saying we'll never do those again, but, uh, you know, like when they're movie polls or something, but I, I just, I don't like it. I don't want to. So do you like it? No. I hate it. All right, because it's four hours of, I got one for you, Paul. Well, good. Okay, send us a telegram. Go to Western Onion. Get lost. WQAM, hello. <laughs> Western Onion, by the way, don't send telegrams anymore. They only wire money now. Did you know that? I did not. Well, now you know. Oh, that's You're right. Eating, well, that's are you? Yes, I am. What is it? It's all for me. <laughs> is what oh, it pizza. is. Yes. I'm not going to ask you where it's from. It doesn't matter. It's from Tony's? Mm-hmm. That's okay. WQAM, hello. Neil, what's going on, man? Yes, sir. Hey, I just tuned in a little while ago. Are you kind of talking about the ratings being a little down, this, this whatever book? A little down? Well, listen, let me just tell you one thing. There's a big problem. It has nothing to do with you or your the, the programming. You're, and I know you know this. Your signal is so horrible. Yeah. I work in Boca now, unfortunately, and I could be driving down the road, and the power lines just make your station sound horrible. And believe it or not, if I tune over to 790, I, it's all of a sudden it's like crystal clear. I mean, why? Yeah. what is up with that station? I know you have no... Yeah, but let me ask you this. If, if the signal is the difference, I mean, they, they did even worse than we did. I mean, they just sucked wind. Yeah, they, well, I, I didn't hear their numbers, and I'm not saying, but their signal is so much better. It pisses me off because I've listened to you for like 17 years now, and it's like yeah. I don't understand what that station, what their problem is. Well, Do they want our, our engineering there? department, I think, is on the same level with our sales department. You know, you can't complain about their job because they're not doing one. You know, and of course, they would say, oh, well, we got to fix KISS. And we gotta, you know, they just, uh, they suck. The reason you're God is because I cannot understand how you've been putting up with this for seven, for your whole career, practically. Let, let, me, let me tell you this. Okay, can I answer your question? Yes. I'm serious. Okay. It's called, the answer is the 10th and the 25th of every month. That's the reason. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you, man. If I was in your I mean, shoes, they are paying me a year. lot, a lot of money. If but I isn't ever it thought, pathetic that the industry that you're in, it's like been like your, your whole career, you got to put up with frustration like yeah, that? Yeah, with garbage, with, with Mickey Mouse, with amateur hour people. You're right, it is frustrating, but you know what? I mean, the money. I, I, I think they like to hear you, bitch, honestly. I know you've probably said that before. They probably like to hear that on the air. Evidently. All right, man. Well, take care. Thanks for the amendment, right. pal. All right, and It's been fun. Now, you know, I'm going to get up early tomorrow morning. I'm going out to Woodbine and uh, maybe lose a little bit, maybe win. You don't know. I, see, I don't go there to win. I go there hoping to win, but I go there just to have some little bit of fun, you know, a little diversion and perversion, whatever. That's all. It's it's uh, fun. It's a fun thing. I enjoy it. I'm not going to deny it. It's a, a fun hobby. Now, with all this Charles Barkley crap, how much money have you lost in gambling? Yeah, I was telling George that you were out of the room uh, this morning before the show. Oh, this is the new thing now. The, the, what was it? Which golfer was it? Was it the drunk guy? It was Daly, yeah, the drunk. Oh yeah, John Daly, who's also got a, a drinking problem. He admitted that he's lost uh, what was it, twelve to twenty million dollars. Well, he said fifty to sixty million. Oh, was it fifty to sixty? Well, that's what he said. He also said <laughs> that. Right, and then so uh, who knows? Sir Charles was in doing an interview or something. Said he had a gambling problem. He doesn't believe him. He said probably more like twenty million. Yeah. That was just before he spit in that little girl's face, he said that again. Charles Barkley, real classy guy. Well, you know something? Um, everything is relative. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. don't lose any money that in any way is going to change my life. You follow what I'm saying? And if I ever did, I would, first of all, assume I had a problem. And secondly, I would you know, either go seek help or I would just stop going. I don't do that. I do see many people out there, though, who have no business being there day after day. And they're losing a lot of money. I'm talking about schlepper. People that look like, uh, they make me look like a fashion plate, you know what I mean? People look like they've been sleeping in the dumpster and smell even worse. And that, that's sad. It's very sad. But you know what? That's, that's their problem. I'm not here in the world to reform anybody or to change their life or to, like, uh, help them out of their uh, desperate plight. You know, I'm doing the best I can, that's all. 
And if my ears would ever open back up, see, there's nothing worse than the big tease you get when you have this uh, oh, no. congestion thing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure now it is allergies. You want to know why? Why? Because it, it, like, comes and goes like that. With a flu or a cold, you know, we've all been through it a million times. You know when it starts clearing up and then there's a certain progression it gets to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it's allergies, it just kind of like lingers and lingers right. and lingers. And, of course, next on Monday, they're finally going to get the A.C. on in this building. I mean, it is so hot in here right now, it is boiling. And you're saying, well, why don't you open a window? The reason I want to open a window is I found when you open the windows, then all the crap, the bad air from outside comes in, and it's worse. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. Because right now, up north, it's, uh, it's budding time. It's bud time. I'm sure Josh likes hearing that. And, and all the leaves, the trees are budding and everything. And they're releasing all that crap. The, the allergy thing on, I think it's birch and, what's the other one? Birch and uh, elm, is it? I don't know. Whatever the hell it is, it's very high now. Kind of like uh, Kurt Cobain. Not quite that high, but it's very high. I think he's down low. He's on the DL. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, when you when you see that, you just, you're going to wonder, what is this? What? Wait. I'm also oh. going to wait late at night when I'm all bleary-eyed, and then I'm going to get high as a kite, and then I'm going to watch it. Okay, that, that's the only way you'll really enjoy it, and you can relate to it. 12.43 at QAM. Hey, what's the worst thing you ever did growing up that drove your mom nuts? Want to make up for this Mother's Day? Let her know you turned out okay and send her an original Vermont teddy bear. She'll receive a beautiful bear made in Vermont, delivered to her home, or work with a free card and gourmet caramels in a colorful gift box. Gourmet caramels. You can only work as a caramels. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor toll-free at 1-800-829-BEAR or by shopping online at vermontteddybear.com. They'll help you tailor a bear just for your mom or wife, like the nurse, the teacher, the businessman, the gardening bear, so she'll know you put some real thought into your gift, or at least she'll think that anyway. They even have a fun new bear called the Barefoot and Pregnant Bear for those moms-to-be. Check out the new All-American Mom dressed in a patriotic sundress holding an apple pie. And, in fact, maybe they even got one with a punky pie. And for all you Mama's Boys out there, send the Mama's Boys bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And, Dad, it's your job to get your wife a gift from the kids, and the mother and cub set is always a great idea every year. Add as many cubs as needed. They'll embroider your kids' names right in the outfits. It's a cute thing to do. Or tell your wife you think she's still a hottie and send the yummy mummy bear dressed in lingerie, even if she smells like, uh, you know what. Sending a Vermont teddy bear is so much more personal and fun than flowers, and Vermont teddy bears are guaranteed for life. You can even deliver her bear to the orifice so she can brag about you to her coworkers, too, and they'll think you're a real mensch. Works like magic every time. Overnight delivery to your home or work is guaranteed, so call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. Mother's Day is a week from Sunday. It's coming soon. Send a creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day, 1-800-829-BEAR, and be sure and tell them that old Neil told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. I hear the voices. I listen to all voices. Hell, buddy. Jesus here. Have you killed all the homos yet? We need their soul. Right, Pop? There won't be anyone left when you get back anyway, son. Don't worry, George. I made you the decider. I'm the decider. Iraq was a good decision. Don Rumsfeld is doing a fine job. And I like the idea of blowing up Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a city of sin anyway. Funny how everyone who goes there says that. Hey, Pop, where's the Virgin Mary? Looking for a sandwich somewhere in France. She makes great sandwiches. That's because she uses real helmet mayonnaise, not the diet. I hear voices, voices, voices. Sam, is that you? You may know me as you can, Sam. 
but I choose to look like a dog today. My only begotten son. I'm the decider. Laura sure looks sexy when she dresses like an old Russian woman. I listen to all the voices, 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 voices. Top 49, that's our specialty at QAM. Voices, mostly bad ones. Uh, anyway, I don't think Eric has either got the message or got my uh, poll. Maybe I should fax it to him again. Did you get any response, any uh, acknowledgement, or maybe he's been nope. eating four or five lunches now? You got nothing? No, let me well, talk. That's, no, there's nothing to switch on. I, I guess we caught him off guard, maybe, because usually when I change like that, he gets it on there pronto, man, faster than you can say, drop the uh, burrito. Well, it is lunchtime. Uh, you, you better send it. Is he in the chat room at least? I just, uh, I just chatted in there to him. Yeah, and tell him, uh, switch the poll, damn it. Jesus, God, it's just uh, like the guy said before, frustrating. Angry conservatives are driving the approval ratings of President Bush and the GOP-led Congress to dismal new lows. Oh, that sounds like our numbers. According to an AP Ipsos poll that underscores why Republicans fear an election day massacre. Six months out, the intensity of opposition to Bush and Congress has risen sharply, along with the percentage of Americans who believe the nation is on the wrong track, man. We're supposed to be at Hazel Park and we're at Northville Downs. We're at Jackson looking for action in Jackson with Clarence Ayotte and Gerald Banfield. The AP Ipsos poll also suggests that Democratic voters are far more motivated than Republicans. Elections in Whitey Amspa. Elections in the middle of a president's term traditionally favor the party whose core supporters are the most energized. This week's survey of 1,000 adults, including 865 registered voters, found just 33% of the public approves of Bush's job performance, the lowest of his presidency in this poll. Just a fourth of the public approves of the job Congress is doing, a new low in AP Ipsos polling, and down five points since last month. A whopping 65% of conservatives, conservatives disapprove of Congress. A majority of Americans say they want Democrats instead of Republicans to control Congress, 51 to 34%. Even 31% of conservatives want the Republicans out of power. Oh, man. The souring of the nation's mood has accelerated the past three months, with the new percentage of people describing the nation on, on the wrong track rising 12 points to no, a new high of 73%. Six out of ten conservatives say America uh, is headed the wrong direction. And Republican strategists said the party stands to lose control of Congress unless the environment changes unexpectedly. They're fearing an Election Day massacre, a bloodbath. How do you like that? I thought the bloodbath was already going on in Iraq. I thought that's what was going on. Did Eric respond to you? Or is he, uh, yes, uh, you caught him off guard, and he's typing as fast as his fingers I, I know Eric, and believe me, ordinarily, if he was paying any attention and not just... That's right. Not just chowing down. Uh, look at that. Oh, there it is. You're the best, Eric. You, you the man. He's good. Widely ripped by George, but he's a good guy. Fat. But then the fat people are the good people, and the fat people are the dead people. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, wait a minute. I thought he had it on there, and I clicked it, but it's not. It, he don't have it put together yet, so I'll just, I'll wait. Uh-oh, in fact, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, because I switched it, and, uh -oh. uh, well, he's going to have to do it. I don't know. He'll do it. He'll do something. Because I hit the button, and nothing happened. It says there's no poll at this moment, so that means it's in progress. But I don't, I don't know how he does it, but I'm sure he's the one who knows. I mean, he's I can tell him to just switch it as soon as he's got yeah, it ready. Yeah, just switch it whenever you're ready, fat. So, I mean... Here's a fax that says, now what is this? Elvis Duran, oh my God. It's not Opie and Anthony at all. Elvis Duran and the Z100 Morning Zoo are heading south. The morning anchor for Clear Channel, mainstream top 40 WHTZ New York, will begin simulcasting on sister top 40 Y100 Miami replacing footy, who is retiring. In Miami, the show will be called The Elvis Duran in the Y100 Morning Zoo, featuring Carolina Bermudez, who was a cast member of Footy Show in 2004 before she moved to Z100. 
Chief Channel Regional Vice President of Programming in Miami, Dave Denver, said in a release, Elvis is a legend in New York, and we are excited that he has decided to join us and bring Carolina back with him. Duran added, New York and Miami are the two most international cities in America. We're launching the show because many similarities in cultures exist. We are both gargantuan hubs for the entertainment industry and pop culture, so it's a natural fit. Duran and his Z100 team also comprising John Bell. Oh, we got a Bell. Danielle Monaro and Greg T. the Frat Boy will frequently broadcast from the Y100 studios. What? So there you go. And it's not Opie and Anthony. So there's an opening for us, man. We can bring an Opie and Anthony. We can lose the license before the first weekend. There's an opening for us? We can bring in the banjo pickers. Banjo Boy Group, Inc. Well, from the West Coast? See, I, I don't know what to, to do now. I told him yeah. to switch it when he's got it ready. And he said... Well, you, apparently when you tried to switch it and it wasn't, and he wasn't well, no, done... It, it switched to a... You know, it's a, the question is there, but the uh, options are not. Well, apparently you messed him up in the most severe way by doing that, and now he's got to start over. Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. See, not being quite as psychic as some people think. When the other uh -huh. choice was on there, I switched it because it looked like it was ready to go. I oh, it wasn't. It. it wasn't. I punched the button and it wasn't ready to go. He but said, you know what? Whoa, what are you yeah, doing? Well, that's what I was hoping for. I like you to say that. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sorry if I you mentioned this earlier. I've been on the, no, in the no. office all week. Um, Robert Shear, he was on um, C-SPAN the other day. I don't know if anybody told you. No. They had a roundtable to get um, discussion about, you know, mission accomplished. And the funny thing about it he was talking about was they couldn't get any conservative columnists to get in on it, where the years prior to that they would come along with it. Right. So things are so bad that they don't even want to talk about it. Even the, they're, uh, they're all running the other direction, man. They're right. all running like there's a fire in the house. They're running like there was a fire in the house. And, um... And he's got a good point. Just plain victory and put your troops on a plane and leave. Yeah. Because now the discussion is, well, how are you going to get out? Well, that's it. Eleven more dead American soldiers this week, 24-15, and the public is worried about, uh, you know. Right, and their powers the, the in the running. The team. And it was pretty funny when he, when he said it. Okay. Thanks, Pally. Thank yeah, you. we love Robert Shear. I read many of his columns, and, of course, he was too liberal for the L.A. Times, so they canned his ass, but now he shows up everywhere. Nice going, Bobby. Fascist America, man. It's really a very sad, sad situation. And that American dollar is dropping. I don't even want to look. I may have a relapse and look and see how low it is. The uh, euro keeps going up every single damn day now. 127. It was 117 a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking. Yeah, 127 and a third now, even a little bit more. Every day it keeps going up. The pound, the British pound is 186. It was 178 about two weeks ago. And oh, oh I feel not so good. The Canadian uh, loony is now up to ninety forty three, ninety dollar ninety cent point forty three, almost ninety and a half. Oh man! Thank you, Mr. President, for the useless American dollar, for those low gas prices, for all those dead Americans in Iraq, all those dead Iraqis in Iraq, for all those uh, gay kids that are getting shot and killed in Iraq, for everybody, all the other, for uh, all your buddies, Bandar Bush, for the great job you did on Osama Yamama and uh, Zarqawi, who uh, may not be able to shoot straight, but he's still alive, and uh, Mullah Omar. And all the other uh, goyim, just uh, just pathetic. Thank you for the great job also in New Orleans after Katrina. Fabulous job, man. Heck of a job, uh, job schmuckhead. Okay, so oh, there it is. I told you, just relax, okay? You get so, man, you're never going to make it to, like, the end of the year if you don't cut the crap. The end of the day? What's your take on the Hank Neal crossover 10? This is a repeat poll, and it's just intermediate. That We had almost 900 votes on the first one, I see. Let's see. I, I don't know what to say. 
I'll go along with you. Start at 9.50. They're, they're not, I'm telling you, they're not going to do that. Oh, we already got 17 votes. How the hell did that happen? Well, I love it. There. Don't stop. Seven. Start at 9.50 till 10. Five. It's okay to get rid of it. I hate it, too. I don't listen to it. One. It's getting ponderous. None. So, off to a good start for the Humper. This is Neil Rogers. Well, I'm sure he's very concerned. This about. is 560 QA. <laughs> 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 when I'm up in Boca Chica slapping all the women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers there in balance one to two hours. <laughs> the opinions expressed by the host guest or callers are not necessarily those of the host guest or callers. <laughs> Rhymes with... Rectum. Right. 102. Oh, there's that Dana Bash. Oh, I hate her, man. The shrunken head on CNN. I don't use the yeah. word hate real loosely, but in her case, I'll make an exception. Boy, she just gives me... they got a lot of people on I can't stand. She's got them buggy eyes. From uh, Mrs. Limbaugh to um, Kira Phillips to uh, Wolf Blitzkrieg to mm -hmm. uh, all those other goyim. All goyim. 47 votes on the poll, on the new poll, on the crossover poll. And, and look, can I ask you a question? Why okay. are they making such a big simus about the... Patrick Kennedy traffic accident. Because he's a uh, Kennedy. Oh. Do you really care about it? No. I mean, he's a I drunken don't. Kennedy. What a fact, he is so boring, man. He is so boring. He doesn't have... He didn't, first of all, he don't even look like a Kennedy. He doesn't he's speak a like Democrat. a Kennedy. No, he don't talk like he's that. And he's just boring. 47 votes. What's your take on that crossover? I love it. Don't stop. 17. Start at 9.50. Do it till 10 to 14. Uh, it's just, just not going to happen. It's not the way they structure. They can't take their breaks on time. They just don't do it. Get rid of it. I hate it. Uh, six. It's okay. Five. I don't listen to it. Three. And it's getting ponderous. Solamente dos. Due. Cuban mafia leader pleads guilty during federal trial. Jose Miguel Battle Sr., El Padrino of the Cuban... Oh, El Padrino. And we've got in Italian, we've got Il Padrino, which is the mm -hmm. Italian way. Ah! Like, uh... oh!
parla più piano e nessuno sentirà il nostro amore lo viviamo io e te We've been through this before, and I still say, I know it's not, but it sounds an awful like when Anthony was singing him that song, and they were in the... Uh, right, but it's not. They were in that bar or restaurant, whatever it was, in Italy, in Sicilia, and he was singing to uh, Michael, you know? He was playing the uh, mandolin, uh, uh, il mandolin. Anthony Jr.? Anthony. Right. Gay. What do you mean, what do you mean Anthony Jr.? Yeah, well, oh, he was yeah. the uh, opera singer. Yeah. Well, listen, it's just one of those things, even in the uh, worst of families. Uh, let's see. He's pleaded guilty in the middle of his Miami racketeering trial because of failing health. But it's doubtful the Cuban-American godfather, oh, I didn't know no godfather, 76 will live long enough to serve any time in prison. He's just very sick, as attorney Jack Blumenfeld said late yesterday. This way he can die at home instead of in jail. The elder battle, a Bay of Pigs veteran, needs a wheelchair and suffers from kidney and liver failure, diabetes, and cardiac problems. In his prime, he was the boss of the corporation a Cuban-American crime syndicate that stretched from Florida to New York to Latin America. In a federal uh, conspiracy case, Battle, of son, Jose Miguel Battle, Jr. Oh, I should have said, when Dave asked me that, I should have said Joe Marsh, Jr. Damn it. And four other uh, defendants were accused of the five premeditated murders, four arson attacks resulting in eight deaths, and more than $1.5 billion collected from four decades of illicit activities, including drug trafficking, illegal bookmaking, and bully-the-numbers rackets. Battle, who's still in custody at the Miami Federal Detention Center, will soon be released on a million-dollar personal surety bond. He plans to live with one of his brothers in the Miami area. His sentencing could be held in late summer, depending on whether he lives that long. He faces from 20 years to life in prison on the racketeering conspiracy conviction. Battle's organization began in New York in the mid-60s with illegal gambling, including the Bolita, or Little Ball, lotteries popular in Cuba. And they like little balls in Cuba. The corporation used arson and murder to intimidate. In fact, that's probably why Alien is so popular. The corporation used arson and murder to intimidate or eliminate rivals and other threats such as witnesses willing to testify against the organization, according to federal prosecutor Tony Gonzalez. Thirteen of Battle's accused associates have already pleaded guilty. Six others will go to trial later today. He's the Cuban godfather. I prefer Hyman Roth myself. Oh, bet. You know? Right. I like thought he was pretty boy. good. And you know, the way he kept... <laughs> what was that, you know, the sound he made... <laughs> That was his name, Lee uh, Strasberg. Strasberg from the uh, Lee Strasberg School of uh, Acting in New York. Which goes to show you, those who can, they do it, and those who can't, they teach. Oh, Jack Kirshner, by the way, was the professor at that it. just came That's to me. Right. Jack Kirshner. I don't think right. he died. Okay. Why did you make that stuff up? Well, you are. You're uh, a mean. No wonder your mother Why are you, you like poison saying man. stuff so when you don't know what the truth is? Well, what is the uh, truth? Of course, as usual. That's. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. What he died? That's. Uh, that's what I heard. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's what you heard. Where he died? But from well, people who knew him guy. and uh, people who called up and said, "Hey, you know, Neil." And I told you that at the time, but I know that uh, it seeps through your brain anymore. <sighs> it probably was all that good water, that Soleil water I used to bring him by the case. Probably. He loved it. From Italy. Italy. Remember those him. days, man? Whatever happened to that guy used to bring us to Soleil? South, 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 South Balcone. You're not here to drink it anymore. No, no, you no, you forgot. He, uh, no, no, long before I went to another company and this and that, but that's when it right. stopped is when you uh, left town. In other words, he doesn't want to give you any. I'm well, not. What do you know about it? I'll tell you what. When you go to Italy and become an expert on Italian right. bottled waters, that's when Sal will come back. Right, yeah. When, you start, when you start making the rounds of all the great uh -huh. trattorias in Italy, that's especially right. the one where they have the pigeon egg. You know, that, that story, I, I, I told it on the air, but it's just, it's one of those things where you really had to be there. It, it was surreal. Surreal. They bring out this big plate, and it's got all this, like a little, a tiny square of ham with like a little mm -hmm. uh, thing on it, and a bird egg. <laughs> it's 
good thing it wasn't a lizard. And, and not only that, but the, the little square hand, it was like trying to chew a uh, rubber band. It was just mm-hmm. impossible. Oh, don't play Rubber Band Man again. I love that song. Me too. 73 votes. Well, we'll wait till we get the, but let's see. So we did, let's say on the other one we did 880, I think, was the final before Eric finally got around to uh, catching up with me. So that means, oh, well, we are, we're going to have our 1,000 today total during the show. We got it made. See, this is a way to do it. Maybe they were getting bored with that other one about the, all those nasty words and calling people fat slobs and stuff like that. And maricon, we should have put that on there. Maricon. I'm surprised we didn't. And bugaron, that's really, oh, that, and that's really low. That's what Oprah said. Does that mean you like boogers? Yeah. Five, that's somebody who spends a lot of time picking it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. I didn't ask who gave the order. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. By the way, mark that down. Kill Woody this year. Mark that down. Things to do list. QAM, yes. Happy Friday to you. Back to you. I'm uh, the semi chronic Julio who uh, caused a little bit of a of a ruckus when I said that at least. Forty to fifty percent of uh, Neil Rogers' audience are Julio's. Remember? Yeah. Okay, and I still well, you're, stand you're, by that. That's not true. In fact, when uh, when more of the numbers come in from this last book, uh, maybe the beginning of the week, we can get the uh, the uh, ethnic breakdown. I, I don't I don't believe that. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll find the, out. A lot of these Julios are still in the closet. No, I know that. <laughs> you know, because you it's fairy. not cool. It's not cool to say you listen to a liberal fairy. Fag so, on the around. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um. I don't have much to say today, so I'm, I'm going to fit in perfectly with the rest of the call. Well, good, well, don't, in other words, don't stir the pot anymore, man. George would be more than happy to smoke it for it, but don't wait, stir wait, it, hold please. Hold on, though. Um, George was right. Lee Strog, uh, Strasburg did die. That is correct. No, no that's not <laughs> what I, <laughs> Okay, thanks, amigo. Much as gracias. Hasta que me this and go away. Don't help me. Now, at least we know Lee Strasburg died. In fact, the last thing he said in the movie was, I'm dying over here. Oi, like that. He's just a retired investor living on a pension, okay? That's right. That's why they kicked him out of Israel. That's why, uh, the king, that's why they used to enjoy him on uh, the beach all the time. He was walking his little dog on Collins Avenue. I wonder if he ever walked his little dog by that houseboat where Andrew Cunanan uh, finally met his <laughs> last moments. This is the below that he's had. Yeah, was on that's right. Shot Maybe we ought to auction that off on eBay, that pillow that Andrew Cunanan shot himself through, shot his face off with. That was pretty tough to find him, you know. <laughs> that was some really good police work. There. He only used his real passport and his real name at the pawn shop, but it was uh, difficult. And he was also walking around. Was it a? It was. It was a. Um, was it a subway? It was some sandwich shop. Remember where the guy saw him? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Well, see, you, it wouldn't be as fresh in your mind because I saw the uh, thing on biography. Then I tell you, that, that's a great channel. Mm-hmm. The biography channel. I mean, I guess a lot of people. Oh, that's biography. No, it's not boring. It's pretty interesting. Even the Bobby Darren thing, which I, you know, I don't watch that many of them, but I, th- I thought I would not watch that one. And once I turned it on, I uh, couldn't turn it off. It was pretty interesting, especially finding out that Sandra D. She was the alcoholic, not Bobby Darren. There's always some bitch, and you know, she, always to ruin every guy's life. There's always some nasty bitch that comes. I mean, that sounds like a very sexist thing, but you know, it's true. Comes along to destroy his life and make it a living hell. Eighty-three votes. What's your, what's your take on the Hank Neal crime? It's like. Remember in Godfather 3, the line when, when uh, who was it that brought them in? The bodyguards. Who was it? That brought... Uh, the twins. Oh. Oh, Vincent. Okay. That's Vincent right. brought in the, the bodyguards, the real good-looking uh, guys. And Connie looks at him, and, and uh, he introduces them, and they walk out, and she says to Vincent, are they as good as they look? Oh, no. Now, 
What? Yeah, I know. You I remember that line? That. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I now this can I, I this is a terrible thing to admit, but you know I'm an old fag, and so I walk many times. Like I'm in a shopping mall, I'm walking down the street. Now, yesterday I was walking to the uh, store to get my Taco Bell, and there's a young couple, like I would say, twenty-ish, and man, and, uh, I mean. Seriously, she was okay. She wasn't bad looking, but he was he, uh, a thousand times prettier than she was. He was a good looking guy. And I, I, I felt I wanted to stop her in the street and say, Is he as good as he looks? But that would have been very bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Slipper, you know what I'm slipper saying. note. <laughs> <laughs> is he as good as he looks and is he available this weekend? Do you share? Oh. 83 votes. That's bad. But that, that's the kind of stuff that goes through your mind. And of course, oh, there's the uh, woman with another banner. The woman uh, heckling Rumsfeld. Uh, was, she was good. And they drew. Good for you. You'll go, honey. And they dragged her out of there like some uh -huh. kind of a criminal, you know. 83 votes. I love it. That crossover don't stop. 27. Started at 9.50. Do it till 10. 20. It's okay. 16. Get rid of it. I hate it. 10. I don't listen to it. 6. It's getting ponderous. 4. So far, uh, pretty uh, overwhelming endorsement. They like it. So in spite of what George... What, what's that? You tell me. Thank you for calling the Pyromania hotline. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just getting all worked up here. Well, I'm getting ready for the weekend. I was thinking again about is he as good as he looks. 114. Speaking of the weekend, by the way, I'll tell you a great place to take everybody, and that's the melting pot. They're all over town. And I can remember years and years ago when I started talking about the melting pot, and it was very, very good, but they didn't have anywhere near the variety of great stuff they have right now. Fondue is more than just a meal. It's a memorable four-course dining experience at the melting pot where you can dip into some delicious and amazing things. Enjoy a variety of unique entrees and special melting pot dipping sauces. It's like not going out just out for a meal. It's like going out for an event, like the Olympics. Imagine starting dinner with a melting pot's renowned cheese fondue served with three different breads, Granny Smith apples, and crisp veggies. And you're dipping and dunking and enjoying the stuff that's dripping down your chin. Maybe even some of that pepperoni juice. Next, your choice is salads, all with the melting pot's homemade dressings. Entrees include lobster, filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello shrooms, duck, and lots more cooked in oil or broth. And the melting pot dipping sauces are really something to die for. And for dessert, the chocolate fondue is unlike anything you've ever had in your life. Dip your all your fruits in there, man. Fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple. God. Cheesecake, brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers. See, the thing about the melting pot is there's so many restaurants that are very much like, you know, cookie-cutter restaurants. There's like all the other ones. Melting pot, totally unique. And don't forget, with Mother's Day coming up a week from this Sunday... Be sure and take mom out to the melting pot because all the smart moms love the melting pot. So don't get left out. Call and make your reservations for Mother's Day, May 14, at a melting pot nearby you today. And really treat mom to a great feast. You'll find a melting pot in Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs, Boca Raton, Kendall, Cooper City, and prestigious North Miami Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Neil Rogers. Todd. Do, 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 do. Just two young dude boys, never meaning no harm. Accused of beating a stripper, got in trouble with the law. Now they wish they weren't born. Watching her curves, high in her hills. Who'll prove they're innocent now? Well, their lawyers probably will. Making their way to the courtroom now. They had a little more fun than the campus allows. Just two young Duke boys, 
the Dupla Cross team. Picture got out of hand, now all over the land, they got their face on TV. I guess now's not a good time for any Dukes, you know, Duke University, Duke Cunningham. The Duke is uh, dead, and he died with uh, 40 pounds of uh, impacted wealth. Uh, cops say Kennedy was under influence. I know I, I don't care about this story, neither do you, but uh, everybody else is all They're over They're making it. a big to-do about it. Here's the official Capitol Hill Police report on yesterday's early morning crash involving a disoriented representative, Patrick Kennedy. According to the police, the Rhode Island Democrat and son of Senator Ted Kennedy appeared unsteady on his feet, had red and watery eyes, had slightly slurred speech upon exiting his Ford Mustang after crashing the vehicle into a barricade near Capitol Hill. The reporting officer checked off a box indicating that Kennedy was under the influence of alcohol and the politician's ability was impaired. Kennedy, 39, has denied that alcohol was involved in the 245 AM accident, claiming instead he was left disoriented by reaction to the prescription drugs uh, Abian, a sleep aid, and Phenergan, Phenergan, I don't know what that is, and antihistamine. Oh, I think that's what I need, antihistamine. Mm-hmm. You think? Or uh, some other kind of an allergy, Yalaresta, something. Both drugs carry warnings that booze taken in conjunction with the medications may increase drowsiness and dizziness. Following the accident, Kennedy was driven home by the police, who did not administer any field sobriety test to the sure. six-term congressman. See, that's bad. Yeah. And then here's a copy of the rest report, which doesn't really say much of anything. I'm looking for the box that they checked. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, I don't see it, and I don't want to see it. So there you go, and look, it's a big deal. Here's a fact that's more important than that. It says it was Miami subs on Collins and uh, 50th. Thank you very much. That is absolutely correct. I remember it now. That was where Andrew Cunanan was spotted at the Miami Subs, and a dark-complected employee there said, hey, that's a guy we've seen on TV on America's Most Wanted, and uh, tipped off the cops. And that, that was one of the first sightings, I guess, from, uh, you know, because they were oblivious. And they said, hey, Johnny, like that. And yeah, they could have saved some lives there, but then again, that would have been uh, too easy. Mm-hmm. Well, they were just faggots anyway, most of them. Nah, there you go. Johnny used to sit up there on, uh, you know, on the balcony up in mm-hmm. the big mansion there. Spotting different uh, hot young numbers out there in the beach, and uh, you know, go get that one, go get that. that that's what they said anyway. You know, yeah, Johnny. They. That's what they say. I that's know. What my mother always. They says, say a lot of things. They say so many things. You know, it's just like Bobby Darren being a drunk. He wasn't a drunk. He had a bad heart. Leave the poor guy alone. Cut him some slack, Roberta. 114 votes. Our goal is 115. <laughs> well, this is our second poll, okay? It's our second. 116. See that? They're coming in like in little chunks now. Oh, man. Tasty. Now, that was a really good idea. I don't, I don't want to get in the habit of doing that, though, with the uh, with Taco Bell on the... I don't know why. Well, you shouldn't wear anything out. No, that's true. When in doubt, don't wear it out. Just like that crossover. On the final nail-biting day, there's some bad news, man. On the final nail-biting day of the lawmaking session, the Florida Marlins again are watching their dreams for state aid for a new ballpark darken as the plan gets battled back and forth in games of procedural one-upsmanship. It wasn't supposed to be this way, says Mark Caputo and Mary Allen Class in the Herald. After six years of failing to win a subsidy, the Marlins' hopes were lifted unexpectedly Wednesday night when the three Miami-Dade senators sprung the plan suddenly for the $60 million tax subsidy on their colleagues. They managed to collect enough votes to attack the plan underway. Must pass bill for influential Central Florida lawmakers who want the same subsidy for the Orlando Magic. Aha! That would be tragic if they didn't get it for the Magic. But opponents struck back yesterday. Senator Mike Fasano of Tampa struck the Orlando Magic subsidy on his own bill one that awards millions to be furbished several spring training facilities, and passed it out of the uh, Senate. That means the Magic Marlins bill no longer has to pass to save the uh, Magic deal. So it's on the agenda today, the last 60-day uh, law-making session, waiting for a vote. Over in the House, which is far more receptive to the Marlins, members started reviewing ways to get the plan to the Senate, where Senate President Tom Lee, who killed the subsidy last year, will have a harder time stopping it. 
We have 22 votes here, and if the Senate President votes for it, we have 23, said Miami Senator Alex Diaz de la Portilla. You know, that, de la Portilla, that, that name is just, it's even longer than my last name. It's just too long. Uh-huh. And isn't it like three words? Yes. See, clearly this is the best shot for the Marlins that they've had in years. The measure needs 21 votes to pass the 40-member Senate. I, I looked for like an update. I don't see it yet. Have you seen it yet? They come running in saying, Marlins got the stadium. They got the money. Have they come in there yet? Oh, I'm sorry. No. See, that would be, that would be bad news because QAM, we ought to be, ho- I don't know how much longer our contract is with the Marlin organization, but they ought to be praying that they would leave tomorrow. Yeah. Then we wouldn't have to broadcast the games anymore. We'd save a lot of money. Then they could give you guys a really big raise. Right. That's what they do. Lee, who said the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team has now approached him to get the subsidy, wouldn't say much about the Marlin plan except to express some reservations. I heard some things that were a little disturbing to me, that there may be an effort to hold the spring training bill, which, of course, is very different than the Marlins bill hostage. The House may put the Marlins issue on its spring training bill and send it back. Respectfully, I think that would be bad form, he said. Fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush, who has over the years both supported and killed the Marlins' pitch to win state money to build a retractable roof stadium in Miami, said he will keep an open mind as long as there is local financial support to make it happen. And he probably has some devious plans to screw it up no matter what happens. That's him. He's always got devious plans. One of the most low-down, obnoxious, disgusting, surrounded by a bunch of low-down, obnoxious, disgusting cretins, okay? That's your fat-ass governor, who is still wildly popular in Florida, though, which goes to show you what a mu- bunch of mugwumps we got. Oh, and speaking of that, where's that story I got? Oh, and the family is squabbling for uh, uh, Kirby Puckett's ashes, by the way. You see that, uh, Josh? No. Big squabble about that. Nah, Limbaugh denies arrest on his radio show, which, of course, he was arrested. Ultrasound ban ad ban. See, I, I had all this important stuff here. Oh, here it is. Now, even though we know that George Bush didn't win Florida in 2000. Right. The Washington Post, Richard Morin writes, We report you decide. Does President Bush always controversial win in 2000 to Fox Cable Television News? Yes, suggests data collected by two economists who found that the growth of Fox Cable News Network in the late 1990s may have significantly boosted the Republican Party's share of the vote in 2000 election and delivered Florida to Bush. Our estimates imply that Fox News convinced 3 to 8% of its audience to shift its voting behavior toward the Republican Party. A sizable media persuasion effort said Stefano Della Vigna. For a second, I thought it said Stefano Della Vigna of the University of California at Berkeley and Ethan Kaplan of Stockholm University. In Florida alone, they estimate the Fox effect may have produced more than 10,000 additional votes uh, for Bush. Clearly a decisive factor in the state he carried supposedly by fewer than 600 votes. How do you like that? We experiment, you decide. Do people apply a political litmus test to the news? Yes, suggest the results of the latest online experiment by the Washington Post. The test found Republicans prefer to get their news from Fox, even when the news stories were about subjects far removed from politics, such as sports or travel, because they're ideologues, man. They're one-dimensional. They're like the uh, Rushies, man, the ditto heads. Same old crap. They just want to hear the same garbage repeated over and over again. Just tell me what I want to hear, you know? Just, just kind of like the uh, Clarabelle mentality. He'll tell you any crap you want to hear, like Howard Beale said. Remember that? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just it's sad. It's very sad. But to each his own, you know, the fact that Josh didn't like that movie because it's so great. And it's just undeniable. It's, it's beyond belief it's so great. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off right in the middle of the set. <laughs> well, he had some dizzy spells, you know. Oh, my ear just opened up again. Oh. I'm not even sure which one it is anymore. See, I, I think this means that uh, this is waning. You know, it's on the way out. Because mm-hmm. that's the way it usually happens. They open, right. they close, they, they, they play with your mind, you know. It is, it's like the machines at the uh, casino, you know. They give you the T's. So, sometimes, and see, when they say that those are random, if they're random, how come sometimes they give you like three big teases in a row? Very often that'll happen. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. 
they'll give you like five times seven, and then the other five times in the upper. Then it'll come on triple bar, blank, triple bar. And they, uh, you know I mean, it's, it's possible for that to happen, you know, randomly. No, over and over yeah, again, man. They play with your mind, and so often it's like triple bar, triple bar, and then the, the Wheel of Fortune and the other triple bar are on the top and the bottom reel, and then the blank in the third slot. They play with your mind, man. It's, uh, and I keep telling people that. Oh, I came so close. You didn't come close. Don't you understand, you idiot, you moron. There's no such thing as close. God. Close is in horseshoes and uh, quoits. There's no, other, there's no other thing where close pays off, okay? Close only counts in quoits, and I don't even know what quoits is. It hoits. When I was a kid, Whatever I used to like, be into the rocks, you know, rock. Like, I remember quoits. Quoits crystals? Ever take an interest in rocks? Like crack rocks? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Like, hey, here's a uh, silly question. Have you tried the pizza and pasta, John the Baker's? Well, anybody with any taste has already said yes. Of course, they've done it. They're going back again and again. Because John the Baker is the best Italian restaurant, bar none, this side of University Drive. And now two great locations for you. There's the brand new John the Baker in the Sterling Town Center on Sterling Road, just west of Pine Island and Cooper City. And the classic John the Baker in Pembroke Pines, just west of Flamingo in the Home Depot Center on Pines Boulevard. The food is great. They give you big, gigantic portions of all your favorite homemade Italian-style delights. Let me say it again, homemade. Nothing like, uh, you know, mushy and uh, preheated. Plus, with John the Baker's low, low prices, you can take the whole family for lunch and dinner and stay well within your budget. And some of the best pizza you've ever had in your life. Be sure to ask for the Neil Deal when you call or stop in. It's a large 16-inch pizza, half a dozen garlic rolls, and two fountain cokes. All of these things. For only fourteen seventy-five. Take out or dine in tonight. In Pembroke Pines, call John the Baker at 954-431-4315. Or in Cooper City, 954-252-0091. Pizza, pasta, veal, chicken parmesan, sausage and peppers, all your favorite subs, including that uh, sloppy, uh, what is it? Sloppy sausage sub that you guys love. John the Baker, give it a try this weekend. It's the best in the city. This is Neil Rogers. in the Bronx. This is 560 QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. If anybody has opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question, just follow and obey. Everybody's turning flashes. Oh. Flashes USA. In the act of patriotism, we're watching all of you. Everyone's under suspicion. So what? What you do? This is information, and all you mindless fools in Bush Fatherland Nation. USA. I'm dying out here. You gotta hate those Jews. Oh. And Clinton liberals too. Believe everything we tell you. And the state run news. Blood war and for corporate. Fill up your escalade. A Reuben Cheney Bush venue. Right. We don't mind to see our jobs go, but economy's good. We're fascinated by J-Lo, don't need no 
this. The Hercules California City Council will consider whether to use eminent domain to rest a 17-acre property from Walmart Stores, Inc. After right. the nation's largest retailer rejected a city offer to buy the site with views of San Pablo Bay, city officials said yesterday. The council asked that a resolution of necessity be brought for, it to the, for discussion. City Manager Mike Sakamoto said the matter has been put on the... I wonder if he's kin to... Uh, who's the guy that did Sukiyaki? Uh, oh, Q Sakamoto? Q... Uh, Something like that. That wasn't Sukiyaki. That wasn't the song. Is that the song? You got it. Q Sakamoto. Boy, am I on top of you're it or what? You're on top of it. Jesus. God, I know my jacks. Oh, and you're on top of it, too. That was on Capitol Records. With that playful label, I remember very right. well. What year? Uh, 59. 63. Oh, jeez. I don't have anything before 60, so that's, you know. Oh, that's, that's a, like I said, 57. The matter has been put on the council's May 23rd agenda. Walmart brought, uh, bought the property overlooking Central Hercules in November after another developer received city approval for a neighborhood shopping center. Well, that's good. Dude. Grab it, man. Oh, and speaking of that eminent domain stuff, yeah. you know, you've heard about this business about, like, squatter rights. You've heard that term? Correct. Boca Bryan uses it in that last bit there, the anthem bit. The, um, the, yeah, I heard that. In the Netherlands, I don't know about any other countries what the laws are, but in the Netherlands, like when I had my apartment, Mm-hmm. And I used only, like, you know, a couple of months out of the year. And my uh, funky landlord, and it's pretty interesting because being as cheap as he was, I'm surprised he wanted to spend the electric, the, the 10 cent a year. But they make sure that they have, like, a light on a timer that goes on so it gives the appearance that there's somebody living in there because uh, the law allows squatters, if you find an empty property that uh, isn't inhabited, you can go in and just take it over. Well, that's uh, pretty stupid. No, I, I'm, I'm serious. Oh, it is pretty stupid. I'm, I'm just telling you that it's the law. It's, it's like the law. A legal crack house. No, they can just come in there if they can get in. Squat. And they can squat. Kind of like Oprah, you know. She was squatting and shooting. Oh, man. (laughs) Squat rhymes with... Don't you get it, Gary. Squat rhymes with... uh, I don't want to say it. Pot. (laughs) What's your take on the Hank Neal crossover at 10? Now, that episode was very disappointing. You built it up so... Josh, did you see that one? The reason that it was built up so high is because it took you so damn long to get it. No, no. Josh, did you see that one? Of course. Yeah, I see them all. And you thought that was really that great? I thought it was very funny. It was uh, okay. Well, you know, after you watch the uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta in the closet that's, one, it's that's like a tough one to beat. Everything else pales in one significance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This hey, Tommy true. and John. You fairy. Remember Tommy John? In fact, I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have Tommy John surgery. Oh, there's a Kentucky. Oh, no, that's not it. That's a Santa Anita. To watch him race. Oh, I see. That must be about hey, brother. Hey, what is that? I don't know. What is it? It's a song about the Kentucky Day. Oh. Oh, that was exciting. And, of course, here's a promo for Wolf Blitzkrieg in the Situation Room. The situ- we're in the Situation Room. Man, I'd like to see somebody. I'd like to see Jack Cafferty. Of course, they're not in the same place, but maybe he'll visit one day. Storm into the studio and just punch him out. Wouldn't you love that? I- I'd pay to watch that. I'd do a PPV on that. Pay-per-view. <laughs> 150. I would do just a PP on it. What's your take on the crossover, Neil and Hank at 10? 156 votes. I love it. Don't stop. 51. Start at 950. Do it till 1035. That's an excellent idea. It's not going to happen. It is not. I'm telling you, I know the way they format that abort, these abortive shows. They can make anything happen that they want. But they're not going to. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Mm-hmm. I know what I said. They can make anything happen. See, these are the people, the same people that told Norma Kent that they couldn't. You, know, you didn't have a point. They couldn't do the thing with your deal. And guess what? Like Norma said, it's not that you can't do it. You won't do it. You have all the ability to do it, but you, you don't want to do it. And, of course, that's Joyce again. You know, if Joyce doesn't get her thumb out of our ass, I'm going to tell you right now that there is going to be some real health line in the months to come. You'll see. Especially because she's not... got long nails. I'm telling you right now, we want Joyce's thumb out of our collective ass on the show. Get that bitch out. She's got four thumbs. They got, they got FCC attorneys in Washington who actually understand the law, as understandable as it might be. And, and they're a hell of a lot more qualified than that bitch to be just picking and choosing what we can say, what orifice we can put our nose in. You know, to hell with you, honey. You wouldn't know a radio if somebody stuck 4,000 of them up your ass. And, and you know something? I think they ought to start right now. Start it's with... okay, the crossover, 31. Get rid of it. I hate it, 15. It's getting ponderous, 13. I don't listen to it, 11. So negative, you got like seven, about 24%. Which that sounds like overwhelmingly positive, but when it's negative 24%, that's 24% of our audience. See what I'm saying? Oh, I just did something there. Boom. Yeah, I got my finger caught in that thing. <laughs> no, you, you, oh, that's see? I, I don't know. Maybe Hank and I will discuss it on Monday. Huh? Okay. Two old fat Jew friends talking, uh, ah, crap. No, because, you know, it, it doesn't appear that it's benefiting him in any way, but then again, it doesn't start. <laughs> it doesn't start till almost 10 o'clock. Right. Now, 9.50 maybe would benefit him, like maybe a tenth of a point. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Holy cow. Neil Rogers is right. The Cubs suck. I have strong confidence in Don Rumsfeld. I hear the voices, but I'm the decider, and I decide what is best, and what's best is for Don Rumsfeld to remain as the Secretary of Defense. Rummy staying here. I'm not going to dump him. I don't care what anyone says. I ain't going to bump him. You want me to ax him for screwing up Iraq, but I'm going to keep him for staying on my track. I know I've kept Cheney, who shoots his own buddies. I know that New Orleans is still pretty muddy. You say I'm a moron or a prima donna, but I'm the commander. I do what I want. I'm the decider. I don't have to think straight. I don't care what you say. You're not going to stop me. I'm the decider and I'm keeping rummy. I will decide and keep on dividing. The mind's a final decision and Don Rumsfeld is doing a fine job. Oh yeah, he's doing it, baby. Make no mistake about it. 145 at 560 WQM. Representative Patrick Kennedy hold a news conference at 3 this afternoon, I'm sure we'll be interrupting our programming for that. 170 yep. votes on that crossover poll. We got our 1,000 and then some. Easy. No problem. Just keep that in mind, guys. If we ever have trouble getting to the 1,000, we'll just change the poll. Sure. And add them all together? Right. Well, the, well, what do you mean add them all together? How else do you do it? Let's subtract. Oh. Uh, FMQB says we reported yesterday that Senator Bill Fist is attempting to bring back the House of Representatives version of the indecency bill that calls for major increases in fines against broadcasters. First was reported attempting, uh, reportedly attempting a hotline, a version of the indecency legislation, which is already approved by the House. He was trying to hotline it, meaning the Senate would pass it quickly. However, it looks like his quest for a quick vote met with resistance from both Republicans and Democrats yesterday. Thanks, God. There are multiple problems on both sides. Fresh spokesman Amy Call told Reuters he wanted to start the process of moving the bill forward. Call said lawmakers would not try to resolve the concerns that are holding up the vote. A parents watchdog group earlier this week criticized Senate Commerce Committee Chairman the unctuous Ted Stevens for failing to whack more quickly on the House bill, which was passed more than a year ago and would boost indecency fines to as much as $500,000 a violation, Joyce. First move would bypass the committee for a Senate floor vote. 
Stevens had been holding off on legislation because he wanted to give the broadcasting industry a chance to police itself before passing more indecency regulations. Stevens said he would not object to Frist's move. Yeah, Bill Fist, what a phony, man. Not everybody's Tennessee goody two-shoes, just like Al Gore's wife, man, just like old Tipper. Boy, oh, boy, I think we ought to hook up Tipper with uh, Joyce. I bet you the two of them bitches could have a good time together. Oh, sure. Oh, God, can you just envision it right now? Makes me sick. Oh, here's that story about Kirby Puckett. Those closest to baseball Hall of Famer Kirby Puckett are involved in a dispute over who should keep his cremated remains. He was fat. If you split Three. it up. Huh? Split it up. There's a lot yeah, of them to go around. Yeah, there should be to go around. You're right. Puckett, 45, died March 6th at a hospital in Arizona after suffering a stroke a day earlier at his home in Scottsdale. His body was later cremated in Twin Cities. His ashes have been kept at a local funeral home. Attorneys are trying to agree. Boy, I'll tell you one thing, man. His ass must have weighed 600 pounds. Attorneys are trying to agree on whether the former Minnesota Twins Asher should be given to his two children or divided in another manner, perhaps involving his fiancée, Jody Olson, who was living with Puckett when he died. She probably was the re- cause. Olson had said that she and Puckett planned to wed in June. Puckett got divorced several years ago from Tanya Puckett, the mother of his children, Catherine and Kirby Jr. I used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners when I was in college. Yeah, really? How'd you do Actually, I didn't sell them. I, I, I set up the appointments for uh, the guy that oh, sold I them. See. I go door to door, giving away like knives. You know? Well, I had a Kirby salesman come to the house once. Did you? Cur- and you turned him away? Well, I couldn't afford a Kirby vacuum. You know how much those things cost? I know yeah. they're like I was, bucks. A, I was a schlepper. I was making five bucks an hour. Yeah, but that's a good. Uh, the only thing about Kirby, though, it sucks. It does. Really? I mean, that thing is powerful. God. Like to put Joyce's leg just in one of those tubes. Definitely. Attorneys for both sides met Wednesday in Minneapolis, unable to reach agreement. This is just unbelievable. A frustrated Tanya Puckett said yesterday, speaking on behalf of her children, my kids have been through so much. Olson's brother-in-law, Mike Jacobs, said she has made requests for a portion of the remains. Yeah, I think Josh had his uh, thumb in it. They can, they can make everybody happy. Spread it around a little bit. Give some to the kids. Give it to a mommy. Give it to uh, this one, the girlfriend, the ex-wife. And why? Yeah, why? why? Jesus, you know, life is uh, short enough as it is. Why waste your time and get aggravated arguing over whose ashes you're going to get, huh? Well, what are they going to do with them? Maybe put them in an ashtray. Put them in one of those urns on the mantelpiece, you know, something like that. Smear them on their foreheads on Ash Wednesday. That, now, that's a good idea. I smeared Kirby Puckett on my forehead and Ash Wednesday. Now, now do I go to heaven? No, you still go in the box like everybody else. People smearing. Uh, you know, when you, uh, after all these years, I don't know how I've ever missed that in the past. Because I know I've always called it Ash Wednesday. Maybe you just thought those people were Harry Krishnas. No, I, I just I just can't believe that. Like I know that fanatics, Getchkis, they they'll do anything you tell them. But like like rational, living and breathing people. Of course, if they were rational, they wouldn't be supporting this m- madness in the first place. This whole business about you know democracy for Iraq. Uh, those people over there, they're like living in another century. They're living like in the 12th century B.C. And we're going to try to like uh, civilize them, you know. Speaking of uncivilized people, conservative King Rush Limbaugh opened his talk show Monday with an account of the agreement he struck with prosecutors in his quick trip to the Palm Beach County Jail Friday. There was no arrest. There were no handcuffs. There was no perp walk. There was no charge, said Limbaugh, trumpeting the messages public relations pros have telegraphed since Friday that he was not arrested. But according to the agreement signed and finalized Monday, there is, of course, a charge withholding information from a a practitioner, doctor shopping, a felony hanging over his head. And according to a jail official, Limbaugh's surrender on a warrant and his booking at the jail certainly is an arrest. It's all semantics, said Captain Mark Chamberlain, a jail supervisor. I wonder if he's kind to Richard Chamberlain. You fairy! A jail supervisor about whether a person who surrenders can be called arrested. But it's definitely going to count in our booking statistics as an arrest, he said. Limbaugh's trip to the jail may also be remembered by local defense attorneys as a booking, uh, booking land, land speed record. 
This is chopped off on the edge. Limbaugh, by his own estimation, was book printed and smiling for his mugshot all within half an hour. Standard wait time for anybody else. A class of attorneys say at least six, more like eight to ten uh, hours. I like that. The mm-hmm. old quick in and out. Which I'm sure, uh, you know, Darren's getting used to that. 190 votes on the poll. That crossover. This, I don't know where the hell that George started this all up. All this big controversy. That's right. I started it. Don't worry. We when I'm on, I'll tell the story. those sports talk ratings are. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It's just... Yeah, well, once the Heat win the NBA championship, you know, once everybody gets really into, once we all start wearing that icy sleeve and the icy patch, 183 votes on the poll, on the second poll. That's pretty good. What time did we put that up there? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Noonish, noon 30. Nunez? Right. Eduardo Nunez, pretty good jockey. Oh, the CIA director resigned. That we were anticipating from the White House. Uh, we are learning that... Um, the Porter Richard Goss. Central Intelligence Agency, Porter Goss, is resigning. Uh, before he took over as director of the CIA, he is a uh, the former congressman. He's an idiot. Uh, even before that, he Porter Michigas, totally incompetent. In fact, remember he was the one who said he was never wasn't competent enough to be director, and that's why right. they named him. He's uh, he's moving out. What's your take on the Neil Hank crossover at 10 o'clock? 183 votes. I love it. Don't stop. 62. Don't stop now. Start at 9:50 till 10:41. It's okay. 35. Get rid of it. I hate it. 16. It's getting ponderous. 15. And I don't even listen to it 14. Be sure and tune in Monday and find out what we decide. So, in fact, let's have uh, management in there, too. Let's have Ask the Program Director. This is Neil Rogers. We're just Andrew Ask in the Woods. This is 560 QAM. Okay, that's uh, the end of that. Almost the end of this. Wow, 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 wow. What a week, huh? This has been a pressure-packed week. Thanks for those uh, great ratings, which uh, ours weren't spectacular, but we're proud to be number three. It's better number 18, and sure as hell a lot better number 28. Number 28. Between two and four. That's the QM revolving door. Let's open a revolving door very slowly and see what kind of a sound comes out. Oh, wow. Man. That's kind of like that movie Boogeyman I was telling you about. Right. In fact, I called up Barry Watson yesterday. I said, hey, let's Boogeyman. And he just hung up the phone. I don't know what he meant by that. Well, if I hadn't closed that program already, I'd play some more KC. Oh, yeah, I'm your Boogeyman? Hey, KC. You fair. That's okay. I thought he was in my house that one time with all those pimply-looking... Uh, and you didn't even get the autograph, his autograph. Queens. No, I did not. Anyway, we got Geldy coming up next, and then we got Mad Dog at Quarterdeck and Sunrise, and then some Marlin crab. Bye, bye, bye!